Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. It's the New York Mets meeting the Los Angeles Dodgers. Rangold plays National League Baseball with the New York Mets. Rangold, New York's best-selling beer. In New York City, where there are 302 different beers, one has made it to the top. Rangold. Either you have it or you don't, and Rangold's got it. New York Mets baseball is also brought to you by Armory Garage, Central at Colvin in Albany. He's out to win you over with the winningest deal of the year on a new Plymouth. Buddy, this is Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner. Here at Dodger Stadium, all set with a broadcast of tonight's game of the second of the three-game series between the Mets and the Dodgers. A beautiful night for the ball game. The starting pitchers for the visiting New York Mets. Veteran right-hander Don Cardwell. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, their top winner, left-hander Claude Osteen. We'll be back with the starting lineups and batting orders of tonight's game in just a moment. It's not very big, no bigger than a bread box, but the everyday, ordinary, taken-for-granted battery is the heart of your car's electrical system. And did you know that battery and electrical system failures account for more service and road calls every year than any other automotive problem? Well, they do. Of course, emergency service calls are inconvenient and costly, to say the least. Something that should and could be easily avoided by most motorists. How? A regular battery test at your nearby Gulf dealers. It takes just a couple of minutes to determine the true condition of your car's battery. If it's in good shape, you'll know it. If it's on the way out, you can replace it then and there with a top-quality, top-value Gulf battery. You'll save a lot of money that way. Now, quit stalling, start your car, and go see your golf dealer today. On a beautiful night here at Dodger Stadium, Preston Gomez, Dodger coach and coach Sheriff Robinson, meeting with the umpires for the exchange of the batting order slips and to talk about the ground rules. So to check the lineups for tonight's game, let's get together with Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob Murphy, and the umpires in this game will be Ed Sudol, the umpire behind home plate. At first base, Lee Wire. The umpire at second base will be Harry Windelstadt. And the umpire at third base will be Bill Joukowsky. Mets and Dodgers playing here in the second game of this three-game series. So far, they have played nine games. The Mets have won two, the Dodgers seven. And here in Los Angeles, the Mets have not won a ball game. Dodgers have come up with three victories. Mets have a record of 40 and 55. The Dodgers 43 and 54. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from Los Angeles, our national anthem.
California in the starting lineup for the New York Mets. The leadoff batter will be Bud Harrelson playing shortstop. Batting second and playing center field, Leon Jones. Batting third and playing third base, Ed Charles. Batting cleanup and playing in left field, Tommy Davis. Batting fifth, playing right field, Ron Svoboda. Batting sixth and catching, Greg Goose. Batting seventh and playing first base, Ed Trainpool. Batting eighth and playing second base, Phil Lynn. And the ninth batter will be Don Cardwell, the pitcher. And the score in the background for the Dodgers as they take the field. Dick Schofield will lead off for Los Angeles, playing shortstop. Batting second and playing center field, Wes Parker. Batting in the third position and playing left field, Len Gabrielson. Batting fourth and playing first base, Ron Fairley. Batting fifth and playing second base, Tim LaFever. Batting sixth and playing right field, Al, Al Falara. Batting in the seventh position and catching John Roseboro. Batting eighth and playing third base, Bob Bailey. And the pitcher, Claude Osteen, batting in the ninth position. At the start of the action here today, the St. Louis Cardinals in front by two and a half games. They won the day to increase their margin to two and a half games over the Chicago Cubs. Cubs are winning, so they might cut that back down to two. Atlanta in third place, five and a half games back. Cincinnati in fourth place, they trail by six. Then the Giants in fifth place, eight games behind. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, the Dodgers, the Mets, and Houston to round out the second division. Mets will play here tomorrow afternoon. The starting pitchers will be Bill Singer, who has a five and four record. Bob Henley will pitch for the Mets. He has won five and lost one. That game to come your way both on television and radio will be on the air at 3.55. Mets then move on for a game two games at Houston, the start of the five-game series, and that will be the end of the road trip for the Mets. Right now, Bud Harrelson, just back from New York, all set to go as he steps into the batter's box here for the play-by-play, -play, Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, and hi, everybody. Bud Harrelson will step in against Claude Osteen. The last 48 hours have been busy hours for Bud as he went from the West Coast back to New York and back to the West Coast. Bud has 39 hits in the month of July. Foul ball back. Double check ourselves on Bud's activities. He stayed in San Francisco, his home area, to fulfill his military obligations and then came down to Los Angeles. Bud has 39 hits in July, five games remaining. During the month of July, which has been a fabulous month for Bud Harrelson, his batting average is 382. One ball, one strike. Center and left-hander, Claude Osteen, has won 11 and lost 10. He has a lifetime record against the Mets of 5-5, five and five. and this year against New York, Osteen has won one, lost none. A foul fly wafted back toward the crowd out of play. One ball, two strikes. Carlson was sorely missed last night. One of the wackiest games of the year the Mets were involved in with the Dodgers last night. The Dodgers pushing over a run in the last of the 11th inning to win it. Dodgers have now taken 7 out of 9 this year from New York. For the New York Mets, Yogi Berra coaching at first base, and Salty Parker is on the lines at third. The one-two pitch by Osteen, a shot on the ground, hit toward the middle to his right, Jim Lefebvre. He throws to first, in time for the out. One out and nobody on. Cleon Jones, the batter against Claude Osteen. Claude's last win was on June 30th. And a line shot over second into center field, a base hit by Cleon Jones. Wes Parker playing center field tonight for the Dodgers. Whips the ball back into Dick Schofield. And Cleon, fitting, has perked up. 
One out and one on, Ed Charles coming up. They must have an interesting night in the Astrodome at Houston. We do not have any details. But in the Astrodome tonight, the Houston Astros are defeating Pittsburgh 9-1. to They're in the last of the seventh inning. In the opening inning, in the Pittsburgh dugout, tempers flare. Here's the pitch on the way. It is bounced off foul, strike one. We don't have any details other than the fact that the report says that in the Pittsburgh dugout in the first, Juan Bizarro slugged his teammate, Manny Sanguilan. Bizarro, in turn, was slugged by Manny Jimenez. And they hired Danny Murtaugh to get a calm, placid man back on the scene. Ed Charles, the batter, a throw to first, it's not in time. League-leading St. Louis knocked off Atlanta 9-1. Vic Hughes going all the way on a six-hitter. And Orlando Cepeda hit two home runs. Well, the baby bull his 16th and 17th. Now the pitch to Charles, a swing and a miss on a breaking ball to count as strike two. The Mets and Dodgers play tomorrow afternoon, the final game of the series. Following the game, the Mets fly to Houston, a doubleheader in the Astrodome on Sunday afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon and both games Sunday will be both broadcast and televised back to New York. Fastball high, one ball, two strikes. Wonderful crowd tonight at Dodger Stadium. This was the annual celebrity night with the Hollywood Stars baseball team playing the Riders baseball team. The Riders beat the Stars by a score of 8-5 to five, and everybody in the audience had a grand time watching the game. Many of the top stars in Hollywood were in uniform and playing in the ball game. The one-two delivery. Ground ball hit down to third. Charged by Bailey. He throws to second. Now on to first. In time for a double play. Oh, it was close at first. And Yogi is really hot. Yogi kicks the dirt and storms all around Lee Wire. Quite a pickup on a tough hop by Bailey, the third baseman. And he gets the double play. 5-4-3. And Yogi... Thought the call was wrong at first base, and he beat loud against Lee Wire, the umpire. No runs, one hit, no errors, none left. And the score in the middle of the first, the Mets nothing, and the Dodgers coming to bat. Zero in on performance, and a feel of luxury that lets you know this is your car, Plymouth 1967. Zero in on savings, and the kind of selection that lets you know this is your dealer. Armory Garage in Albany, where prices have never been better. The salesmen at Omri want to show you all the 67 Plymouths, Furies, and Belvedere's. Then they want to show you how easy it is for you to own one. Your present car will probably cover the down payment, and the balance can be comfortably taken care of over three years or less. Choose from any one of Omri's 101-time payment plans. Omri has carloads of new cars in stock ready for your inspection and immediate delivery. So swing into a new Plymouth, Fury, or Belvedere and make your choice now while the selection is high. Hurry, though, to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin in Albany, your Chrysler, Plymouth, and Valiant volume headquarters. Last of inning number one, the Dodgers coming up against Don Cardwell. Don lifetime against the Dodgers, 7-22. and 22. This year against the Dodgers, Cardi has no record. Setting New York defensively, Eddie Crane pulled at first. 
Bill Lenz flying second. Jerry Buchek is out with a muscle injury. Bud Harrelson back in action at short, and Ed Charles is at third. Tommy Davis in left, Leon Jones in center. Ron Swoboda is around and right. Greg Goosen is behind the plate handling Don Cardwell. And switch hitting Dick Schofield leads off for the Dodgers. Schofield hitting at 224. Now Cardwell has his sign, and the first pitch thrown by Don is foul tip strike one. Many zany things happened in the wild and woolly 11-inning game last night. The Dodgers won 7-6. Let's use three catchers in one inning. Jerry Grody was ejected for tossing a towel out of the dugout, and he was the last catcher available for New York. And outfielder, infielder Tommy Reynolds caught the last four innings for the New York Mets. Subsequently, Jerry Grody was fined $100 by manager Wes Westrom. Now the pitch on the way, low and outside, one ball and one strike. Wes Parker playing center field tonight, waiting on deck. Tommy Reynolds, good all-around athlete, and how he wants to play. He loves to play this game. The 1-1 pitch, and an off-speed breaking ball is outside, 2-1. Those of you who were with us very late for the end of the game last night, the game wound up on what at the time was scored as a wild pitch. The 2-1 delivery misses the inside corner, 3-1. And, and that was a controversial play because many people, including the New York Mets and even some of the Dodgers, were convinced that the winning run scored on a foul ball. At the time, the official score charted it as a wild pitch. And since then, it's been changed to a pass ball, which made the winning run an unearned run. 3-1 pitch to Schofield is a fastball down the middle, 3-2. Tommy Reynolds did not go after the ball at all. He was so convinced it was a foul ball. And at first, the runner on third, Bob Bailey, did not start in, but then was waved home and came in with what was the winning run. Ground ball on the right side, run down by Lenz, pegged to Cranepool in time. A nice play by Phil Lenz going into the hole on the right side of the infield. Ralph looking back, and that's the kind of ball game that baseball fans replay time and time again. That was one of the zaniest games we've had in five and a half years. It certainly was, and one other part of that game, Willie Davis as a pinch hitter was called out without having three strikes on him. Bill Joukowsky, the home plate umpire, on a 3-1 pitch, called him out. And he had to go down and check with the first base umpire, Ed Sudol, to find out what the count was, and he got another stri uh, strike after that. And recapping on that winning run that came in last night, Pee Wee Oliver was the runner on third. Bailey was the hitter. He's the one that took the cut. And you can tell by his reaction, he thought it was a foul ball. Now Cardwell's breaking pitch is in the dirt to Wes Parker. One ball at no strikes. Parker hitting left, batting at 229. Ed Charles, even with the bag at third, wide of the line. Bud Harrelson shaded toward second against Parker. The outfield shaded toward right. Cardwell looking in to Greg Goosen for his sign. Jim Gilliam coaching at first. Preston Gomez coaching at third. Now the pitch by Cardwell. Lined hard to left field for a base hit. Tommy Davis will have to chase the ball all the way back to the corner. It turns away from him. Parker around second is flying toward third. He may try. No, he, he is rounding third. The ball goes over the dugout. He will score. 
going to hold around third, but the throw by Tommy Davis went way wide. And before Charles could get to it, the ball went into the Dodger dugout, and Parker comes in on the throwing error. It will be scored as a triple by Wes Parker, and a throwing error charged to Tommy Davis. The Dodgers lead 1-0. Davis hurrying his throw against the mercury feet of Wes Parker, and the hurry throw went far wide of the intended mark at third. Lynn Gabrielson, the batter now against Don Cardwell. The Dodgers quickly have a run home. Cardi out of his wind appears the pitch inside of the letters ball one. Tomorrow afternoon in the wrap-up game of the three-game series, Bob Henley pitches for New York against Bill Singer of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Rookie Bill Singer has won his last three. He's been coming along very rapidly. And it's in at the knees for a call strike. One ball and one strike. Rookie Bill Singer of the Dodgers has now won five and lost four, and he has a 3.1 earned run average. And a ground ball hit the shortstop. Bud Harrelson digs it out of the dirt. The peg to Crane Bull gets Gabrielson by a full stride. Two outs, nobody on. It brings up the redhead, Ron Fairley. Ron hitting 241, far below his normal average. Six home runs and 38 runs batted in. Bill Singer will be opposed by Bob Henley tomorrow. Henley has been doing a solid pitching job since coming to the New York Mets. He now has won five and lost only one. Inside and low. One ball and no strikes to Ron Fairley. Edna and Casey are here watching the ball game tonight, sitting right behind the dugout. They were here last night. Now Fairley takes a look, and the fastball is over for a strike. One ball and one strike. Don Cardwell was hit while sitting on the dugout bench last night by a line drive, a foul ball. It hit him on the left arm between the elbow and the shoulder, and you can see the print of the seams of the baseball. Fortunately, it hit him on the left arm instead of the right. But it was sore. Check swing, and the pitch is taken. Ball two, two, and one. I got a laugh out of him while he was being rubbed down by Gus Marsh. So it doesn't pay to go to sleep in the bench anymore, does it? Cardi, the big right-hander from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, has a wonderful sense of humor and very descriptive language. He always refers to the Atlanta Braves as the lumber carriers. Ground ball, bounced to shortstop, charging hard as Harrelson. He throws on the run in time, and the side is out. Good play by Bud Harrelson. The Dodgers out. They get one run, one hit, one error, none left on. At the end of one, the Dodgers won, and the New York Mets nothing. Mr. Kiner, we have country music night coming up at Shea Stadium, and it's not too far off. It certainly is, and Tuesday, August 22nd, has been designated as Country Music Night at Jay Stadium when the Mets will be meeting the Philadelphia Phillies in the Twy Night doubleheader. Between games of the twin bill, the Mets, in conjunction with radio station WJRZ, have scheduled a highly entertaining program which will feature the outstanding Columbia recording artist Ray Price and his talented group. It should be a fun-filled evening for young and old alike. So remember the date, Tuesday... August 22nd, country music night at Jay Stadium when the Mets and Phillies tangle in a twin-night doubleheader. 
The top two teams in the National League both won. The Cardinals beat Atlanta 9-1 as Dick Hughes won his ninth game pitching a six-hitter. And Orlando Cepeda homered twice. That game in Atlanta tonight drew 41,255. And while the Cardinals were winning, the Cubs stayed two games back by defeating Cincinnati 6-2. And Ferguson Jenkins won his 13th ball game. Billy Williams hit a two-run homer for Billy is 18th. In a losing cause, Tony Perez homered for Cincinnati, and the losing pitcher was Jim Maloney. So the Cardinals and the Cubs, the top two teams, both won. Tommy Davis up against Claude Osteen, and it's ball one. Tommy hitting 308, 14 home runs, and 50 runs batted in. A foul fly, lazily drifting over toward the crowd, behind the dugout, no play. Houston leading Pittsburgh 9-1 at the end of 7.5. The Astros applying pressure to the Mets. The Astros win. The Mets must win if they are to maintain ninth. They're just underway at San Francisco. It's Larry Jackson against Juan Marichal. The Giants will be watching very closely to see how Marichal works. And a check swing, but not in time, by Tommy Davis. Now Tommy has a startled look as he learns from the umpire, Ed Sudol, the pitch is a strike. One ball and two strikes. Marichal's last start against the Cubs. He left the game in the sixth inning, complaining of pain in his shoulder. Fouled into the dirt. No play. One ball, two strikes. Heavy rain shower hit the Yankee Stadium area tonight. Knocked out the Kansas City Yankee game. Steve Hargan pitched one of the outstanding games of the year, or any year, against Baltimore tonight. Fly ball hit by Tommy Davis into short left. Moving in is the left fielder Gabrielson. He taps the glove and puts it away for the out. For Steve Hargan, it's been kind of a feast or a famine. He either shuts you out or has troubles. What a game he pitched against the Birds tonight. A 12-inning, one-hit shutout. The only hit he gave up was a bloop single back in the fourth inning the day of May. Cleveland won the game on Tony Horton's home run in the 12th inning. Cleveland, one run, six hits, no errors. The Birds, no runs, one hit, no errors. Now Ryan Swoboda up against Claude Osteen. Takes the pitch inside, ball left. Minnesota had a seven-run fourth inning at the expense of the Red Sox tonight at Fenway. And the Twins lead the Red Sox 8-1 to one at the end of six. Breaking ball on the outside corner is strike one and one. And getting seven in the fourth inning, Minnesota chased the ace of the Red Sox staff, Jim Lomborg. Dean Chance going for number 12 for Minnesota. The 1-1 delivery is over at the knees for a strike. One ball, two strikes. Bill Ortega pitched the six-hitter as Washington beat Jack Hamilton and the California Angels 8-2. The Tigers lead the White Sox 4-3 going to the ninth inning. Now Ron lays off and the count is 2-2. Two two. Dodgers won, the Mets nothing, we're in the second. A 2-2 delivery, a foul ball right straight back into the screen. Brown hitting 261 has seven home runs and 24 runs batted in. One out and nobody on, visiting second inning. Crowd of probably around 30,000, possibly more here at Dodger Stadium tonight. The 2-2 pitch by Osteen is over. Strike three called, and Swoboda knew it. His first strikeout. 
Fans look for the Rheingold Chuggamug special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. The Chuggamug looks and sounds just like what it is. A good, thirst-quenching drink of beer. Twelve ounces of Rheingold Extra Dry, and you can drink it right from the mug. Two outs, nobody on. Greg Goosen batting against Osteen. And he fouls the curve back into the screen. Strike one. In tomorrow's game, Bob Henley will try to win his third game this year from the Dodgers. Here's the pitch on the way, outside and high, one ball, one strike. The Mets have won only two out of nine from the Dodgers. Henley has beaten the Dodgers twice, but the first of the two came while he was still with the Chicago Cubs. Now the 1-1 pitch, swinging and a miss on a breaking ball, a good pitch by Osteen. One ball and two strikes. Osteen trying to win his 12th, the number 12 has been elusive. He has started five times now trying to get his 12. And a swing and a miss, he struck him out. Goosen fanned by Osteen, and he got him with a breaking ball. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. At the end of an inning and a half, the Dodgers won. The New York Mets, nothing. Mets fans, imagine if you can the glorious Mets in person at Shea Stadium. Try to visualize the excitement of big league baseball. The triumphant Mets face-to-face with the Chicago Cubs. All yours absolutely free. See Tommy Davis, Yogi Berra, Wes Westrom, and the whole team. Win a pair of tickets to the Mets game coming up Saturday, August the 12th. Just send a card to Glorious Mets, WGY Schenectady. You may win two free tickets to the Cubs-Mets game on Saturday, August the 12th. Our most recent Mets ticket winner was Raymond P. Stack of Scotia. Now make it easy on yourself when you tune in all the evening and weekend Mets games here on WGY. Get a handy-dandy WGY program schedule that gives you the times, dates, and places of Mets baseball on WGY. For a WGY Mets schedule, write Mets schedule, WGY Schenectady. Last half of the second inning, Jim Lefebvre will be up against Don Cardwell. The Cardinals and the Cubs both won tonight. St. Louis leading the National League with a two-game lead over Chicago. Atlanta dropping six and a half games back. Cincinnati falling seven games back. The Giants are playing tonight. In the American League, the White Sox started tonight with a one-game lead over the Red Sox. The Red Sox are losing... The White Sox are losing by a run going to the ninth inning at Chicago. Now switch hitter Jim Lefevre batting left against Dan Cardwell. Lefevre hitting 280. And he takes the pitch low and outside. One ball and no strike. Ed Sudall umpiring behind the plate with Lee Wire, Harry Wendell Stutt, and Bill Zakowski on the bases. Infield on the outfield, a stride to right against Lefebvre. Ground ball hit down the third baseline, it's foul. Sounded like he broke his bat, and Lefebvre heads to the dugout to get another piece of lumber. One ball, one strike. Behind Jim Lefebvre in the Dodger batting order, Al Ferrara, the right fielder, and then Johnny Roseboro. 
Busy weekend for the Mets. A game with the Dodgers here tomorrow afternoon. They then fly to Houston and a doubleheader Sunday in the Astrodome. One week from tonight, the Mets are back at Shea Stadium, and Willie Mays and the Giants are in for a weekend series. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. The 1-1 pitch by Cardwell misses the outside corner, 2-1. Cardi trying to hit his stride after being on the disabled list. His elbow puffed up on him, had to be drained. Then later, he developed tendonitis in his shoulder. The 2-1 pitch by Cardwell, outside and a high ball three. Henley pitches tomorrow. And on Sunday against the Astros, Jack Fisher will work one game. Wes a little undecided right now whether he wants to pitch Dennis Bennett or Tom Seaver in the other. It may be Dennis Bennett. 3-1 pitch, a line shot into right field, a base hit. Taken on the first skip by Ron Svoboda, he plays it back in to fill in. Dodgers leading 1-0 have a single to right by Lefebvre leading off the last half of the second. It brings up Al Ferrara. Ferrara had a two-run homer in the game last night. It was his ninth homer of the year. He's hitting at 268. He has been murder against left-hand pitching, but has had his troubles against right-handers. He's hitting over 350 against southpaws. Right-hander Don Cardwell spits a strike on the inside corner. Let's have the infield geared to turn two. Phil Lynn shaded toward the middle against Ferrara. The outfield is deep and playing Ferrara as a pull hitter. Now Cardi eyes the runner off his shoulder and lobs the ball over to Cranepool. Mets trying to win their first game at Dodger Stadium this year. They've dropped the first three. Now the pitch on the way. He's around the bunt, and it is, he is hit by the pitch. He squared around, was jammed by the pitch. At first, it looked like it might have been a foul ball off the bat handle, but he was hit by it. And now the Dodgers have runners at first and second. Nobody out, and Roseboro coming up. Johnny Roseboro hitting 274. Manager Wes Westrom showing concern. Now looks out to check the outfield alignment against Johnny Roseboro. And he moves Cleon Jones a couple of steps toward right center. Runners lead at first and second. The pitch to Roseboro. A strike on the inside corner of the knees. Bob Bailey, the third baseman, is hitting eighth. He's waiting on deck. Roseboro runs very well for a veteran catcher. Always been a good clutch hitter. He squares around, bounces it up, beautiful bunt. He may beat this one. He played it first, out at first. Beautiful recovery by Don Cardwell. Cardwell saw the bunt go by him, but took off after it, racing toward first base. He swooped the ball up in his glove and just pitched the ball with a, out of his glove hand to train pool just in time for the out. It's going to be scored a sacrifice, advancing the runners to second and third, and that was quite a bunt by Johnny Roseboro. 
Ralph Cardwell didn't have time to put that ball over in his throwing hand. He made it the only way he could. Only way he could. He had to shovel it off. And right now they're debating whether or not to pitch to Bob Bailey. Pitchers do up next. Claude Osteen is a good hitter, and he won his last game with a home run. So you have to consider him a little bit. Bailey is a right-hand batter. He's been hitting better of late, although his average is down around 203. So let's see how the Mets like to play it. It appears they will pitch to him. A wind-up by Cardwell. Here's the pitch. It is low, ball one. One ball, no strikes on right-hand batter Bob Bailey. Jim Lefebvre is on third, Al Ferrara on second, one man out. The pitch by Cardwell, a strike on the outside corner, one ball and one strike. We were commenting on the pitching performance of Steve Hargan of Cleveland earlier. Our Western Union sports ticker report was in error. Instead of a one-hitter, it was an eight-hitter. Nonetheless, an eight-hit shutout over 12 innings, Ralph, was not bad. Not bad at all. The 1-1 delivery, low and outside, and a beautiful save on the part of Jerry Grody. Jerry sliding off to his right of that shin guard and making a backhand play to dig the ball out of the dirt. He didn't have time to get over in front of it. So the count is 2-1 and one now on Bob Bailey. At Kaminsky Park, the Tigers came up with three in the ninth inning. They now lead the White Sox 7-3, going to the last of the ninth. The 2-1 pitch to Bailey, a ground ball foul down the third baseline. It's 2-2. Two two. Greg Goosen working behind the plate, handling Don Cardwell. Dodger crowd stirring around. Runners on second and third, one out. And the count, two and two on Bob Bailey. Now the wind-up by Cardwell. Here's the pitch. Low and outside, and again, Greg Goosen makes a good play going off to get the pitch. Cardwell struggling for it here in the last of the second. Jim Lefebvre opened up with a single to right. Ferrara was up in bunting position and was hit by a pitch. Roseboro then laid down a beautiful bunt to advance the runners to second and third. Osteen, a good hitter, is waiting on deck. Cardwell out of his windup. The payoff delivery. Off the outside corner, ball four. That loads the bases and a very unhappy Don Cardwell. Cardwell is walking almost all the way into the plate. He thought he had him struck out. And now Osteen will be coming up with the bases loaded. Before he steps in, we'll step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Stay tuned to the new bright sound in radio. WGY, a 10 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Half of the second. The Dodgers lead 1-0, and they have the bases loaded with one man out. And the pitcher, Claude Osteen, a left-hand hitter and a good-hitting pitcher coming up. Osteen has 15 hits this year. He's hit two home runs, and he's knocked six runs in. 
Ralph pointed out the last game he won is the 11th win. He homered in the ninth inning to win his own ballgame. So the Mets will be very careful with Mr. Claude Osteen. Greg Goosen going out now to talk to Don Cardwell. Now Cardi looking in for his sign. The Mets have the infield hoping for a shot at the double play. Here's the pitch on the way. Ground ball bounce to shortstop. Harrelson to Lenz. One on to first. Double play and the side is out. 6-4-3. The Mets make a very big double play to erase the side. In the last of the second, no runs, one hit. No errors, two left on. Well, the Mets, their 80th double play of the year, that was a big one. At the end of two, the score... The Dodgers won, and the New York Mets, nothing. Now here's a word from Rangel. March 1967. New York City under the pounding of a North Atlantic storm. Off the coast, an 80,000-ton lady shouts for help. Then, through slashing sleep, comes the warm, welcome sound of a pilot boat. The harbor pilot comes aboard to give the little lady a hand. Put her slow ahead, please. The most dangerous time is to bring these ships into the harbor. You see, the pilot, the captain of the ship doesn't do this, but this is the pilot's job. It's the pilot's job. It's not easy. Sometimes the view from the bridge can be pretty bleak. But if you're going to take charge in New York, you've got to be good. There are 302 beers trying to make it in New York City. But the only one that's made it to the top is the rich, dry lager, Rheingold. Rheingold. In this town, either you have it or you don't. Third inning at Dodger Stadium. The New York Mets come up against the Dodgers. And coming up to tell you all about it, Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Bob Murphy. And hello, everybody. Ed Craneville stepping in now to lead off left-hand batter facing the left-hand pitcher, Claude Osteen. Osteen takes a sign from John Roseborough and deals a pitch, swung on and missed for strike one. Ed Cranepool against left-handed pitching this year has an average of 340. He has been up 50 times and had 17 hits and he's knocked in six runs off the port siders. Here's a pitch high and tight. It's one and one. Waiting on deck is second baseman Phil Lynn. The Dodgers are leading by a score of one to nothing in the top half of the third inning. Here's a pitch in there for a call strike. It's one and two. Claude Osteen coming into tonight's game with a record of 11 wins and 10 losses. The one-two pitch curveball it on the ground to first. Second on a big hop there by Ron Fairley. He jogs to the bag to make the play unassisted. So Cranepool grounds out to first. One away and Phil Lenz is coming up. Jerry Buchek, the regular Mets second baseman, still out of action with a full thigh muscle. Lenz is hitting 194 with one home run and five runs batted in. Right-hand batter facing the left-hander. The pitch is in for a call strike. Ed Sudol is calling balls and strikes tonight. Don Cardwell comes out of the dugout now wearing the jacket, moving out to the on-deck circle. 
Strike one pitch, swung on, and looped down the left field line. And coming over is Gabrielson. He can't get to it. It's a base hit. Gabrielson up, rifles it into second, turning and holding it first is left with a single to left. So the New York Mets have their second hit of the ball game off Cloud Osteen. It comes here in the top of the third with one man out. Don Cardwell will be the batter. Cardwell has been up 26 times, and he's had four hits, one double, and one home run. He is hitting 154. Cardwell's homer came off Vernon Law of the Pittsburgh Pirates at Forbes Field on a 3-0 pitch. Ron Fairley, the Dodger first baseman, is over to hold against the runner, Phil Lentz. The left-hand pitcher, Claude Osteen, up and said, deals one high, and it's ball one. Bud Harrelson has moved out on deck now. Now Cardwell squares and bunts the ball foul for strike one. It's one and one. Came all the way back to the screen. Ed Sudol quick to give the foul tip sign. <laughs> Aware of what happened last night on the closing pitch of the ball game. When Bill Joukowsky was giving a sign that many took to be a foul tip sign, but he said was meant to indicate that the ball was tipped off the fat part of the glove. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Swung on and tipped, dropped by Roseboro. The count goes to 1-2. and two. Incidentally, Tommy Reynolds, who caught the last four innings last night, had a little trouble in batting practice tonight because his left hand was so sore from catching that he could hardly grip the bat. The duty he is unaccustomed to. The 1-2 pitch swung on and hit in the air to center field. Wes Parker moves in and calls. Underneath and waiting, and he makes the catch. Halfway on the fly ball to center, Phil Lentz retreats to first base. Two men out. One thing about him, Lindsay, he caught every single pitch that was thrown his way, except the one that they called a pass ball that might have been a foul tip. Well, he did. He was hanging in there very well. And, of course, when you put a catcher into a ball game in that circumstance, you don't really count on him having to go on into extra innings. You're just trying to get by until the end of the ball game. But that one got tied in a wild last two innings and went on into extra innings. Now Bud Harrelson is up, switch hitting shortstop, batting right against the left-handed Cloud Osteen. Harrelson batting 382 for the month of July, and he lines this one in the left. Gabrielson comes up to try to shoestring it, and he does. He makes the catch. Gabrielson shoestringing the ball for the out. And so Bud Harrelson is robbed by the left fielder sprinting in to pull it off. He shoots up, and the side is retired. No runs are hit, no errors, and one man left. In the middle of the third, the score is the Dodgers won and the Mets nothing, and now a word from Christ. Whether you're buying your first or tenth car, it's time you became a smart car buyer and joined the ranks of the thousands of satisfied customers who shop Armory Garage Central at Colvin and Albany. Now, here are the three basic rules for the smart car buyer. Select the model you want, then, whether you're buying your first or tenth car, it's time you became a smart car buyer and joined the ranks of the thousands of satisfied customers who shop Armory Garage Central at Colvin in Albany. Now, here are the three basic rules for the smart car buyer. Select the model you want, then, one, compare quality. 
Omri Garage boasts the largest selection of quality tested late model used cars in the area. Two, compare service. Omri's expert mechanics are qualified to service all the cars on the Omri lot. And three, compare price. Omri's tremendous volume assures you more for your car buying dollar. Be a wise car buyer, drive into Omri Garage and talk over your used car needs with a sales manager, Art Neat. Let him introduce you to Omri's easy terms. You can buy, sign, and pay at Omri, home of 101 time payment plans. Your credit is wealth at Omri. Follow the wise car buyer to Omri Garage, Central at Colvin, in Albany. Kind of the call on the catch out there by Gabrielson was made by third base umpire Bill Joukowsky, and Gabrielson had an interesting reaction. He certainly did. He certainly hasn't gone to actor school or has picked up any knowledge from the game here tonight when the actors played here because he was throwing the ball to third base when Joukowsky called him out, which is a dead giveaway that he didn't catch it. Now it's top of the batting order for the Dodgers. Dick Schofield, a switch hitting shortstop batting left, up to face Don Cardwell, and here is the pitch high. Manager Westrom came out of the dugout. It was an inning-ending call, and uh, West just came out and then threw his hands up in the air and walked back to the dugout. 1-0 the count. Cardwell's pitch. Swung on and foul back. It's 1-1. One one. Final score at the Astrodome in Houston. The Astros have defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-3 as Dave Jussie got the win. He's 8-9 now. Tommy Sisk started and took the loss. So in order to uh, keep from dropping into 10th place in the National League, the pressure is on the Mets, who have to win to stay out of 10th. Here's a swing and a ground ball to short. Charged by Harrelson. Big hop. Throws on the run in time. He got Schofield. One away, and Wes Parker is coming up now. He tripled to left and scored in the first inning when Tommy Davis' throw went far wide and over to the Dodger dugout, allowing Parker to come on home. And that is the margin by which the Dodgers lead in this game, one to nothing. Parker is a switch hitter, and he's batting left. Cardwell started to pump and then broke it off and is looking in again to Greg Goosen, the catcher. Now Cardwell is uh, signaling in to Goosen again, and Parker's stepping out. Jerry Grody, who was thrown out of the game last night for throwing a towel, was fined $100 by Met manager Wes Westrom. Here is a swing and a foul ball. Let's strike one to Wes Parker. A fine in this case would not be for arguing or any part of throwing the towel. It would be that Grody was not in a position to get kicked out of the ballgame. The Mets had used up all their catchers, and he should have used his head a little more, according to Wes Westrom. Here's a pitch low for a ball. He was the one man who could not afford to jeopardize himself, and uh, he did and got thrown out and left the Mets without protection at that position. Normally, a player never gets fined for arguing. Most managers want to encourage the fact that when a player is right, he should stick up for his position. This pitch is low. Two and one now to Wes Parker. The Detroit Tigers have knocked off the Chicago White Sox by a score of seven to four. Earl Wilson gets the win. And Gary Peters takes the loss. He's 12 and 6 now. Norm Cash had a two-run homer for Detroit, and J.C. Martin had a solo homer for the White Sox. 
Here's a swing and a ground ball up the middle. Harrison behind the bag at second. Up with it. Throws to first in time. Wes Parker grounds out. Two away. You know, Lindsay, I've seen a lot of managers get very hot at players for not arguing, especially when they come out to argue and the player doesn't put up a good beef along with them because it shows the manager up when he comes out and doesn't get some help from the player that the play was called on. Lynn Gabrielson's coming up now. He's a left-hand batter. He's been up one time, and he grounded out short to first. Two away, nobody on base. Dodgers one. That's nothing. Cardwell's pitch. Low for a ball. As Ralph pointed out, when Gabrielson came in and made the swing of the glove in an attempt to shoestring the drive by Harrelson, Bill Joukowsky made the out call, but not looking, of course, at the umpire, concentrating on the play, Gabrielson came up throwing to third base, where Phil Lentz was on the move as the base runner. But the out call had been made ending the inning. Here's a swing and a drive into right field. Foboto will one-hop it. It's a base hit. Holding at first is Gabrielson with a single to right. Now Ron Fairley, who's playing first base tonight, is coming up. He's been up one time, grounded out short to first. This was the night of the celebrity game before the start of the regularly scheduled game with the Hollywood stars playing the sports writers out of the Los Angeles area, and the sports writers won it by a score of 8-5. to five. Now Cardwell sets up and the pitch is outside. I think for Abner Doubleday's sake, you better not call it a game, Lindsay. Let's say an exhibition. <laughs> it was. Johnny Berardino was pitching for the Hollywood Stars. He was a major league ball player. For about 10 years, as a matter of fact. He was the losing pitcher. Here's a 1-0 pitch. Swung on and hit in the air down the left field line, curving over toward foul territory, and it drops into the first row of the seats, foul ball. One and one to Ron Fairley. You know, it's amazing how you lose your identity. I was walking down the runway with Phil Lenz, and we got to talking about Johnny Bernardino. And I said, you know, he was quite a ball player in the major leagues. He played 10 years there. And he said, what was he, a utility player? I said, no, he was a regular and a good one. <laughs> yes, that's certainly true. I was watching a game with Tommy Reynolds and Tom Seaver, and Tom Seaver said, so he was a major league pitcher, huh? I said, no, not exactly that. Here's a 1-1 pitch, low for a ball. Story in one of the papers today about um, Johnny Berardino and Yogi Berra. Berardino is on uh, a hospital series. It's called General Hospital uh, Television Series, and he got Yogi as a friend to sit in in one of the segments with no lines. This will be a 2-1 pitch to Fairley. It's low and away. And... Uh, the scene was, they're in the commissary of the hospital and Berardino is talking to a nurse and they, Yogi comes in, sits at the next table and they move in just for a close-up of Yogi so that it's unmistakable to the audience or the baseball uh, knowledgeable audience who it is. And then as they walk out, Berardino says to the nurse, who is that? She said, famous brain surgeon. Three balls, one strike. They count to Ron Fairley. Runner goes, and here is the pitch high and away. So Gabrielson needlessly slides into second, and Fairley goes to first with the base on ball. 
All the time that John was playing professional baseball in the major leagues, he spent his winters going to the Pasadena Playhouse, which is a school for actors in Pasadena, California, one of the most famous in this area. He had great intentions of being an actor all the time, and when he played ball, he put it on good. He was a hot dog, as they say, when he was a ball player, a good actor. Well, it paid off for him. He's still making a living at it, and a good one. Jim Lefevre is up, switch hitter batting left, with two men out. The Dodgers have runners at first and second. Don Cardwell checks the runners and deals a pitch inside low. He had to skip rope to get out of the way of it, and Greg Goosen pulled it out. Al Ferrara swinging about on deck. A regular participant in the celebrity games is Dean Martin, who played shortstop again tonight. He committed the first error of the ball game on a ground ball and later uh, had a pop land near him, although I think that one was set up. Here's a swing and a miss. It's 1-1. Because it allowed Johnny Grant, who was emceeing on the public address, to say to the crowd that it's the first time that Dean Martin ever fumbled a high ball. You don't mean they'd do something like that. Set that up? Not in this town. Runners lead, first and second. Cardwell spins, does not throw as Harrelson comes over to cover, but Gabrielson got back in safely. The Dodgers are leading here by a score of one to nothing. Now again, they try the pickoff. The throw is made, but again, not in time as Gabrielson slides back in. The count is one and one till the fever at the plate. And the pitch. In there for a call, strike two. One and two. The fever did not start last night's game for the Dodgers. He was reported ill, but he finished it. This will be a one-two delivery with runners leading at first and second. It's on the way, and it's in for a call. Strike three. Got the inside corner. The first strike out for Cardwell. The fever is arguing the call, but the side is out and no runs are hit. There is a walk and two left. The score at the end of three full innings is the Dodgers one and the Mets nothing. Well, one of the most knowledgeable baseball pitchers on the Mets is Don Cardwell, and he has authored a no-hit-no-run game, did it against the Cubs, did it for the Cubs as he was traded to the Cubs from the Philadelphia Phillies, the only pitcher in the history of baseball that ever pitched a no-hit-no-run game after being traded his first time out. If you'd like to talk these things over with Don Cardwell, you can on August 4th in the fan club room. He'll be there as a special guest. Tickets for the fan club room are available by writing Met Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. At Met Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. The date that Don Cardwell will be there will be August 4th. That's the date the Mets return for the start of their homestand against the San Francisco Giants on a Friday night. Also, other dates, Ed Charles on August the 8th. August 10th, Phil Lins. August 23rd, John Sullivan. August 25th, Don Shaw. September 6th, Ron Taylor. September 9th, Bob Henley. September 10th, Hal Renup. September 18th, Dick Selma. September 19th, Larry Stahl. And September 20th, Dennis Bennett. And mark that date down September 20th because Dennis Bennett is really quite a character. You can learn a lot of things, especially if you like 
to find out how to hunt eagles' eggs. He has done that. <laughs> All right, Ralph, we're going to the top half of the fourth inning now. The Mets trail by a run, and Cleon Jones is coming up. He's been up one time, and he laced a single to center field. The old professor, Casey Stengel, in a front row box seat here again tonight. Along with Edna. Pitch to the right-hand batter, and it's in for a call strike. We're talking with John Oles, a former writer here in Los Angeles, who has a tape service. He supplies interviews to different people on tape. And he taped Casey Stengel talking about the spitball today. And I was very surprised about one of his remarks. He said it was a very interesting interview. How do you know what he had to say? <laughs> Here's the pitch inside low. It's one and one. And this pitch is in for a call strike two. Ed Charles is kneeling in the on-deck circle. Rod Osteen on the mound for the Dodgers has struck out two and he has walked none. Lindsay, I listened to part of that Angel game. They were playing Washington, and Jack Hamilton was pitching. They had quite a lot to say about Jack Hamilton's spitter in the broadcast. They did indeed. Here's a swing and a foul ball to the right side out of play. By the way, uh, Hawk Taylor finished up catching that game for the Angels tonight. And uh, Washington won it by a score of 8-2. to two. Bill Ortega was the winner, and Hamlin was the loser. Here's a swing and a foul ball to the right side and out of play. And here's the final score. The Minnesota Twins have knocked off the Boston Red Sox by a score of 9-2. to two. Dean Chance gets his 12th win of the year, and Jim Lonborg is the loser. Harmon Killebrew hit his 30th homer in the first with nobody on, and they drew 33,075 people at Fenway Park in Boston. Can't get any more than that. You can't get them in there, can you? There's a one-two pitch, swung on and looped out towards center. Might drop in, going back as the fever can't get to it. It's a base hit. Leon Jones with a leadoff single into center field at Texas Leaguer. Leon is two for two, and that brings up Ed Charles. He's been up one time and bounced into a double play that went third to second to first. He's a right-hand batter. Now Ron Fairley, the first baseman, comes over to hold against the run of Cleon Jones. And we'll see how the Mets play it here. Batting in the top half of the fourth inning. Trailing by a run. That was the third hit for the Mets off Osteen. Jones single in the first. Lentz single in the third. Jones is single in the fourth. Now Osteen throws over, but Cleon Jones is back safely. Cleon Jones has his season's batting average up to 210. That's its highest point of the season as he got off to a horrendous start this year after a great spring. This pitch is high and away. 1 0. Cleon Jones led the Mets at bat during exhibition play in Florida. Once the National League bell rang for the regular season, he could not get a base hit. There's a swing and a drive in the left field. That'll be in for a base hit. It's one hop by Gabrielson. He plays it back, holding it second is Jones, and Charles is on it first. He slammed that one on a line out into left field. No chance for Gabrielson to make a play on it. And Tommy Davis is coming up. 
Davis has been up one time and he flied out to Gabriel sent in left. There's always a buzz in the stands when Tommy Davis comes up here because, of course, he was a great star with the Dodgers before coming to the Mets this season. He led the major league in batting in 1962 and 63. The big bat in the lineup in those years for the Dodgers. It's a swing and a drive to short. One hop to Schofield. He plays a little fever for one. The third to first, a double play. Leon Jones moving to third on the twin killing. That was a sharply hit ground ball to short. Taken there by Schofield, who just for a moment had trouble getting the ball out of his glove, but then flipped it on over to Lefevre, who made the pivot and the peg on to Fairley in time for the double play. So now the tying run is at third with two men out and Ron Swoboda's coming up. Swoboda's been up one time and was called out on strikes. Right-hand batter facing a left-hand pitcher. Swoboda hitting 260 for the season. This pitch is high for a ball. Throw down to third, but back safely is Cleon Jones as the ball was lobbed down there by catcher John Roseborough to third baseman Bob Bailey. Osteen's working straight away. Jones bluffs the start. Here's the pitch in for a call strike. It's one and one. The inside portion of the plate. Again, Jones is leading down the line, and here's the pitch to Swoboda. Inside low, breaking pitch, it's two and one. Two men out, Dodgers one, Mets nothing in the top half of the fourth inning. Now the two-one offering. Fastball inside, and Osteen goes behind three and one. Greg Goosen is waiting on deck. Tomorrow afternoon, we'll be broadcasting and televising from here at Dodger Stadium, and then on Sunday, we'll be broadcasting and televising a doubleheader from the Astrodome in Houston. Here's a pitch inside. Swoboda draws a walk. First walk issued in the game by Osteen. Gives the Mets runners at first and third, and will bring up Greg Goosen, the catcher. He's been up one time and struck out swinging. Greg Goosen is from Sherman Oaks in the greater Los Angeles area, where he was an all-round athlete in high school. One of nine brothers. And he was obtained by the Mets from the Dodger organization where he was originally signed. Okay, Lindsay, I'm going to give you a test there. You've been around this area. Sherman Oaks, you've done Rose Bowl games. You've done the Coliseum football. You've done baseball. Where is Sherman Oaks? It's out to Ventura Freeway. Here's a pitch that is in there for a call strike. And where you go from there, I don't know, Ralph. The next place is Ventura. You got it right. Strike one is the count to Greg Goosen. Now the pitch inside. It's one and one. Sherman Oaks is sort of the high rent district, or one of them. Yes, it is. Leon Jones, the runner at third. Ron Swoboda at first with two men out. This is a 1-1 pitch to Goosen. Swung on, hit high into the air into center field and ranging on back. 
It's Wes Parker. He's there, and he makes the catch. So the side is out on a fly ball to left center. No run. Two hits, no walk, no errors, and two left. In the middle of the fourth, the score is the Dodgers won the Mets nothing. And now here's a word from Ryan Gold. Look, you can't put the wool over their eyes. You can't get the public around here. You can't put one over on these guys. They'll cut you right out on your ear. two beers trying to make it in New York from all over but only one beer has made it to the top the rich dry lager Rango. in this town either you have it or you don't in this town either you have it or you don't either you're a pro or you won't get very far either you have it or you don't We'll be going to the bottom of the fourth. Before we do, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're at the new bright sound in radio, WGY, a 10 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Kiner and Bob Murphy at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. And Al Ferrara is up to lead off. He has been up one time, was hit by a pitch ball. Don Cardwell on the mound tonight for the New York Mets. Ferrara is a right-hand batter, a native of Brooklyn. Here's Cardwell's pitch, and it's outside for a ball. John Roseborough waiting on deck. Dodgers got a run in the bottom half of the first inning, and that is the margin to this point, one to nothing. And the pitch is swung on and foul back and six in the screen behind the plate. The count's even at 1-1. Many ballparks, when a ball like that sticks in the screen, the kids will try to uh, climb up, but now it's Sudol, the plate umpire turns, takes another ball and throws it at the screen and knocks the one out that was lodged there. We've started to say the kids can't climb up for the balls that are lodged in the screen here because they can't get to it. Between the stands, the lower field boxes, and the screen, is that tier of uh, dugout boxes. Here is a 1-1 pitch. Low for a ball. Dugout boxes are a feature unique to Dodger Stadium. It's an idea they got from the bull rings in Mexico and decided to uh, install it here, and it turned out to be a very fine idea. They're terrible seats. But the Hollywood stars sit there and uh, cannot be bothered by autograph seekers. 2-1 pitch. And it's high for a ball. So it goes 3-1. and one. Ferrara steps out to get a handful of dirt. And steps back in. Cardwell takes a sign from Greg Goosen. 3-1 delivery. Swung on it on the ground, a deep short, backhanded by Harrison on the rim of the outfield grass. He throws, but not in time. Ferrara beat it out as Harrison got the throw over to first to Cranville. He gave it the big stretch, and they handled it cleanly. 
but just not in time to get Ferrara. That ball was on the ground, deep in the hole. Harrelson backhanded the ball, was on the rim of the outfield grass, deep in the hole when he did. A base hit. Now John Roseborough. He's been up one time in sacrifice. Left-hand batter. Nets have to protect against the sacrifice possibility here with the Dodgers leading 1-0 and batting in the bottom of the fourth. Charles moves in even with the bag at third. Moves up a stride now. Cardwell off the stretch with the pitch. Swung on and lined in the center field for a base hit. Ferrara around second on his way to third. Leon Jones up for the ball. Plays it back in. Holding it third is Ferrara. And John Roseborough is on with a single to center. So quickly the Dodgers have runners at first and third. With nobody out and Bob Bailey coming up. He's been up one time and drew a walk. He is a right-hand batter and bats number eight in the order. Houston went out to have a word with Cardwell. Now comes back to take his post behind the plate. We're getting a little stirring around out in the Met bullpen at this moment. Ferrara at third, Roseboro at first. Cardwell taking the sign. And the pitch. Low for a ball. And now a delayed steal attempt. The throw through goes to second. Roseboro is hung up. And now Lynch tags him out. Holding it third is Ferrara. As John Roseboro made a delayed attempt to go, Goosen rifled it through down to second. And Roseboro was hung up. He turned and started back to first. And was tagged out on a play that goes 2 6 3 6. is ball one to Bailey at the plate. Don Shaw is up and throwing in the med bullpen. Goosen calls time and goes to the mound. One man out now with a runner at third for the Dodgers. Field in now to try to choke off the possible run at the plate. Cardwell working straight away. Ferrara leaps down the line from third. Cardwell takes a look at him and here's the pitch. It's low. He goes behind the Bailey 2 0 with Claude Osteen on deck. Left hander Don Shaw warming up in the Met bullpen. He's seen a lot of the country in the last couple of days. Came with the Mets from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Flew to New York for a day of military duty and back to Los Angeles. This is a 2-0 pitch. Foul off into the seats and out of play. Two and one to Bob Bailey. We'll be on the air tomorrow afternoon at 3.55 p.m. New York time with the broadcast and telecast of the Mets and the Dodgers 
Bill Singer will go tomorrow for the Dodgers and Bob Henley for the New York Mets. Cardwell offers 2-1. Low and away, and Goosen had to move way outside to glove it. Count is 3-1 to Bailey. Bailey knocking the dirt out of his spikes before getting settled down in the batter's box again. Cardwell takes the sign from Goosen. Takes a look at Ferrara leading from third, and here's the 3-1 offering. Low and away, it gets away from Goosen. He recovers, and there is no advance by Ferrara. It's ball four to Bailey, who goes down to first with the walk. And coming up is Cloud Osteen. That pitch was low and away, got away from Goosen and rolled back about six or eight feet. He scrambled for it. No attempt by Ferrara to score from third. He held up there, and Bailey goes to first on the walk. The third walk issued by Cardwell. Cloud Osteen, considered a good hitting pitcher. Left-hand batter, he's been up one time and grounded into a double play. He's hitting 224 for the season. That's 15 hits, two home runs, and six runs batted in. Claude Osteen. Let's drop Lentz and Harrison back to double play depth now with runners at first and third. Here's a pitch outside. It's ball one. Osteen reading the sign of third base coach Preston Gomez. Now again, Cardwell set. Here's a pitch hit on the ground up the middle. Harrison over, gets it, kicks the bag for one, and throw the first, a double play. For the second time, Osteen has hit into a double play. Actually, Harrison took that ball one step on the second base side of the bag and had to kick back at the bag for the force there, and then threw on the first ball, 4-3 double play to retire the side. No runs, two hits, no errors, and one left. At the end of four full innings, the score is the Dodgers won the Mets nothing. Omri Garage is one of those companies that never stops trying to improve their business. They're proving that fact every day at the corner of Central and Colvin in Albany. Instead of sitting back smugly, knowing Omri Garage is the biggest volume dealer of used cars in the area, sales manager Art Neat tries to improve sales and service daily. For example... At Armory, you'll find easier credit. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay and set up a time payment plan custom-tailored to your budget. Because of the tremendous volume of new cars sold weekly at Armory Garage, the selection of used cars is unrivaled. You'll find wagons, convertibles, two- and four-door sedans, from economy models to prestige automobiles, priced to move. And to keep that car on the move in top condition... Armory mechanics are trained to service all makes and models sold on the Armory lot. But the very best car buy, try Armory Garage first. They're located at Central at Colvin in Albany, open daily, including all day Saturday. As we go now to the fifth inning, Ed Cranepool, a left-hand batter, is up for the Mets to face the left-hand pitcher, Claude Osteen. 
Rainfield's been up one time, grounded out to first base. Here's a pitch low. If you're keeping score along with it, the official scorer says now make the rundown on Roseboro at 2-6-3-4. Phil Lentz getting the put out on the rundown in the last half inning on Roseboro. Now the pitch to Crane Poole is in there for a call strike, and it's one and one. A one-one offering. Swung on it on the ground toward first. Charged by Fairley. He gets the big hop, goes to the bag to make the play unassisted for the second time tonight on Crane Poole. That'll bring up Phil Lynch. He's been up one time and had a base hit. The Dodgers lead here by a score of one to nothing. The Mets will move on to Houston for a doubleheader Sunday. Then night games, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Back at Shea Stadium Friday night. Here's a pitch in for a call strike. It'll be the San Francisco Giants in at Shea Stadium on Friday night, August 4th. Saturday night, August 5th. Sunday afternoon, August 6th. The strike one delivery to Lent. Fastball in there for a call strike two. Pitcher Don Cardwell is waiting on deck. Now the two-strike delivery, and it's line fouled on the right field line out of play, and the count holds at two strikes. A broken bat for Phil Lentz. Osteen turns his back to the plate for a moment to rub up the baseball. for a ball. It's one and two. Ralph, you might hang me up on Sherman Oaks, California, but Osteen is from Caney Springs, Tennessee, and I won't do that to you. I won't know. You couldn't do that to anybody. <laughs> I can know that. <laughs> one, two pitches fall off to the right side, out of play, into the mid dugout, and they count hold it one and two. Is that anywhere near Strawberry Plains? Well, actually, it isn't very close to Strawberry Plains, the home of that venerable philosopher, former major leaguer, Ed Bailey. Ed Bailey. Here's the one-two pitch. Here, ball hit on the ground toward short. Slow roller charge by Schofield. He'll have to go in a hurry. He does, and just in time to get Phil Lentz. Close play at first as Schofield charged the roller, scooped it up off the infield grass, and threw on in time. Two away. You know, talking about Ed Bailey, the time that he stole second base and they stopped the game and gave him the bag was about, I think, his highlight. <laughs> I expect it was. Here's Don Cardwell up. He's been up one time and flied out to center field. The Dodgers lead here one to nothing. Swing and a drive into left field for a Cardwell base hit. Then Gabrielson's over to scoop it up and play it back. Cardwell turns and holds with a sharp single to left. That is base hit number five for the Mets. The hits are all even in this game, and Bud Harrelson's coming up. Grounded out second to first in the first inning, and in the third, sent a line drive screaming out into left, and Gabrielson came in. 
swung the glove down, and Joukowsky made the out call, and then as he came up with the ball, Gabrielson rifled it on to third, where base runner Phil Lutz was approaching. However, it was the third out that had been called by Joukowsky, and the side was retired. Harrelson is, of course, batting right against the left-hander, Claude Osteen. Fairly plays behind the runner at first, and the pitch catches the inside corner for strike one. Leon Jones swinging bats on deck. Now Osteen takes the sign. He's up and set. Pitches inside for a ball. One and one. The uh, scoreboard and message board here at Dodger Stadium does not provide a place where scores of other games can be posted in full view all night. So they're posted one at a time on the message board or sometimes a league at a time. Here's the pitch high and away. Two and one. Up there right now is the National League final of the St. Louis Cardinals. Nine to one over the Atlanta Braves. Dick Hughes the winner and Denville Amasa the loser on a home run by Orlando Cepeda. Matter of fact, he had two, his 16th and 17th. This will be a 2-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the right side out of play. The count runs to 2-2 now on Harrelson. Dodgers one, Mets nothing. Osteen sets up. Cardwell leads it first. 2-2 pitch. Inside, so the count's out full at 3-2 now. To Bud Harrelson. Coach Yogi Berra at first steps up just to remind Cardwell that it's an automatic start. 3-2 pitch with two men out. Cardwell takes his lead. He's moving. Here's a pitch hit on the ground to short. Schofield up with it. Goes across to first and in time. The side is out. No runs a hit, no errors, and one left. In the middle of the fifth, the score is the Dodgers won and the Mets nothing. And now here... The Association of American Battery Manufacturers points out that average battery life is 26 months. So if your car's battery is over two years old, there's a good chance it's ready to be replaced. Don't be misled into thinking that because your battery gives good starts now, that it's in top-notch condition. High temperatures under the hood during the summer months weaken the battery and make it subject to unexpected failure. Stop in at your nearby Gulf dealers and have your battery power tested. If tests indicate it's on the way out, replace it with a Gulf Power Crest. The Gulf Power Crest is built to hold up under the roughest conditions and to provide season after season of fast, sure starts and dependable power. And it has plenty of reserve power that's quick to respond when the need is greatest. Remember the name, Gulf Power Crest. And remember to see your Gulf dealer for a battery test today. We're going to the bottom half of the fifth inning, and it'll be the top of the batting order coming up for the Dodgers. Don Cardwell was a base runner at the end of that half inning, so he has just now arrived at the mound to take his warm-up tosses. 
So we'll take uh, this opportunity to check up on the scores. Going to the bottom of the fourth, the Giants are leading the Phils by a score of 2-1. to one. Larry Jackson against Juan Marichal. As Willie McCovey, it is 17th in the first with nobody on. And Bob Estridge, home at four, the Giants in the fourth with nobody on. So it is now the Giants three and the Phillies one. Houston beat Pittsburgh 9-3. to Justy over Sisk. The Cubs beat Cincinnati 6-2. Ferguson Jenkins over Jim Maloney. And the Cardinals beat Atlanta 9-1. to Dick Hughes over Denver Lamaster. The American League, Kansas City and the Yankees rained out at Yankee Stadium. Cleveland beat Baltimore one to nothing in 12 innings. Steve Hargan all the way for the win. Minnesota beat Boston nine to two. Dean Chance over Jim Lonborg. Washington beat California eight to two. Bill Ortega over Jack Hamilton and Detroit beat Chicago seven to four. Earl Wilson over Gary Peters. Right here, the Dodgers lead the Mets one to nothing. Schofield is up and Cardwell's pitches hit in the air to center field. Leon Jones comes down and waits and makes the catch. Leon got a good jump, came in and waited. Went away, and Wes Parker is the batter. Parker tripled on the left field line in the bottom of the first and then came on to score when Tommy Davis had to run the ball down back there at the low fence and hurried his throw, and it went off toward the Dodger dugout, allowing Parker to score from third. Scored as a triple and an error. There's a pitch that's fouled off. Parker is used alternately at first base and in the outfield. Ron Fairley is used the same way. Tonight it's Fairley at first base and Parker in center. Fairley was manufactured into a first baseman by a fellow named Gil Hodges. Fairley came to the majors in 1959 from Southern Cal. He was strictly an outfielder at the time. But Gil Hodges worked with him day in and day out. Here's the pitch low. Gil was strong enough to say to him, you play first base and play well or else. <laughs> Ron says he got his shins just black and blue and bleeding in those days from Hodges throwing him those short hops over there. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled off. Apparently says the discouraging thing about it was that he'd work maybe an hour on those low throws in the dirt. And, and would be just bleeding from every pore, and then Hodges would take the glove and go out there and make it look as though he were playing a piano, just here and there and digging a lot. And it was the fact that he made it look so easy that it made it so tough. The one-two delivery to Wes Parker. And he is hit by the fifth pitch ball as he turned inside, hit on the shoulder, he appeared to be. He goes on down to first. Lindsay, do you ever suppose that Gil Hodges was ever on the bag at first base on a put-out? Well, he certainly wasn't in those closing years. He wasn't anywhere near the bag. He used to come off that bag taking the throw from infielders anywhere from one to three steps inside. And there's a fellow with the St. Louis Cardinals who has begun to do the same thing, Orlando Cepeda. Orlando Cepeda, yeah. Lynn Gabrielson is up now. Grounded out and single right. Cardwell with a pitch, swung on and missed. It's strike one.
One man out, runner at first, Dodgers one. That's nothing in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Cranesville's holding against the runner at first. Pitch out. Nothing on. Greg Gerson moving out to take it, and it's a 1-1 count. will be a 1-1 delivery. Playing on a foul ball back to the left side now to play. So you know, Ralph, in all the years the Dodgers win Brooklyn, they used to do a pretty good job signing ball players out of Brooklyn. They signed fellas like Sandy Koufax and Tommy Davis and Al Ferrara. Then they moved out here and they began to sign boys out of Southern California, University of Southern California, Ron Farley, Lynn Gabrielson, Wes Parker. Sort of shifted uh, their talent mind. Well, they have a coach at USC named Rod Dato, who has been rumored to be on their payroll. I tell you, he's one fine college baseball coach. I used to play semi-pro ball against him when he was going to school, and later on he did play some professional baseball. He played up to the AAA level. Now it's one and two now to Lynn Gabrielson. Cardwell checks the runner. And the pitch is on away. Two and two. Well, the Dodgers let one get away, Lindsey. Tom Seaver, they had first shot at him, and they did not sign him. He played at a USC for well, he, he did. As a matter of fact, they drafted him, but uh, couldn't sign him. There was one small problem. They didn't offer any money. <laughs> that will sometimes be a deterrent. Runner goes, and the pitch is high. The throw to second, and he is safe for the stolen base. Wes Parker steals it. Number nine for Parker in the stolen base department. The count is out full at 3-2 now to Lynn Gabrielson. They missed another one, Larry Dricker, who became a very outstanding young pitcher for the Houston Astros, and he was offered contracts by everyone but the Dodgers. And he lived in this area out here, out near Sherman Oak. Is he in the service now? I believe he is. I think so. Yeah. This will be a payoff pitch. And it's in for a called strike three. Gabrielson caught looking. Second strikeout for Cardwell. Parker holds his second now with two away. And Ron Curley's coming up. He's rounded out short to first and drawn a walk so far. Ron Fairley was majoring in finance at Southern Cal when he was signed. Signed for a bonus reported to be $60,000. Cardwell and I checked the runner at second. And the pitch is hit on the ground to short. Taken by Harrelson. He plays on over to first in time. So the side is out with no runs, no hits. No errors, they hit Batsman and one left. The score at the end of five full innings is the Dodgers won and the Mets nothing. Well, the Mets will be coming home on Friday night, August 4th, against the San Francisco Giants. And it'll be the Giants, the Atlanta Braves, and the Pittsburgh Pirates in for the big homestand. And you can get tickets for all home games of the Mets 
at a wide variety of convenient ticket locations. The advanced ticket window at Shea Stadium is open seven days a week. It's open 8 to 6 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays and Sundays. The Met ticket office at Grand Central Station in Manhattan is at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. It's open weekdays 8 to 6 and Saturdays 8.30 to 4. There's the Met ticket office at Macy's in Manhattan, 34th Street and 7th Avenue. It's on the main floor. And also at Macy's in Huntington, Long Island in the Walt Whitman Shopping Center. Both locations are open during regular store hours. In addition... Reservations for Boston Reserve seats may be made at all Howard clothing stores during regular store hours and also at any branch of the Manufacturer's Hanover Trust Company during banking hours. Tickets, of course, may be obtained by mail by writing ticket manager Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, zip code 11368. Box seats are $3.50 each. Reserve seats are $2.50 each. Be sure to add 25 cents to each order to cover mailing costs. We're going now to the top half of the sixth inning. And coming in here for the play-by-play, Ralph Kiner. Okay, Lindsey Nelson, and hi, everyone. One-nothing ball game, the Dodgers lead. They had a run in the first. First man up for the Mets will be Cleon Jones. Cleon is two for two in the game. He got as far as third base in the fourth. Cleon now has had four hits and seven times up, and he has raised his average. Up to 210, and Clyde Osteen with the first pitch. It's fouled on the right side, strike one. Talking about signing ball players, Jim Campana signed with the Dodgers. His father is a scout with the Dodgers, one of their top men, Alex Campana. And when asked how come he got his boy to sign so easily with the Dodgers, he said, I knew his mother. Now the next pitch, and it's in for a call, strike two. Two strike count as Pato Seen starts off here in the top of the sixth. Both sides with five base hits. For the Mets, Leon Jones has two. Phil Lentz has one. Don Cardwell has one. And Ed Charles has one. Curveball back topped right out to the mound. A one-hopper, an easy chance for Claude Steen. He takes it, throws the first base for the out. That'll bring up Ed Charles, one for two. And while we wait for him to come to the plate, we'll pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is the new bright sound in radio. WGY 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Ed Charles has taken inside its ball one. Ralph Kiner with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from Dodgers Stadium in Los Angeles. Perfect night for baseball. Good warm weather here in Los Angeles and clear skies. Next pitch is outside. The count two balls, no strikes. Ed Charles, one for two in this ball game, batting 273 for the season with three home runs and 17 runs batted in. Claude Osteen, a left-hander back, and the 2-0 pitch is up high. It's ball three, and Osteen now 3-0. On deck batter, Tommy Davis. Osteen has walked one batter. That was Ron Sobota back in the fourth. He has struck out two. They came back-to-back in the second. Now the pitch outside, ball four. And the Mets have the time run at first base with one man out here in the top of the sixth. And their leading hitter coming up, Tommy Davis. 
Tommy is 0 for 2. Hit into a double play his last time up. A hard ground ball down to short. First time up, he was out on a fly ball in the left field. His average at 306. Against his former teammates, he has two hits and seven times up in this series. Charles with a fairly good-sized lead at first base. Osteen, a left-hander, faces right at him. Now comes to the plate, and the pitch is over the outside corner. Uh, thinking, breaking fastball. One strike down. Osteen's a sinker ball pitcher, and his fastball breaks down and away from a right-hand batter. He's won 11 and lost 10 this year. One strike delivery is down the right field line, but it's curving foul. Ball going out of play and bouncing into the stand. So the count now at two strikes on Tommy Davis. Tom Seaver warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. He is scheduled to be a pitcher on Sunday when the Mets play a double header against the Houston Astros. Mets start a five-game series in Houston on Sunday. That game will come your way at 2.25 New York time. Mets play here tomorrow, a day game. Game time at 3.55 New York time. Now the next delivery just outside. One and two on Tommy Davis. Tom Seaver was in the bullpen last night. He didn't get in the ball game. He was behind Jack Fisher. Jack lost it. Now a swing and a foul tip. The ball off the glove of John Roseboro, and the count stays at one and two. Richie Allen has homered his 16th this year in the top of the sixth inning. Giants now have a lead of three to two as the Phillies bat in the sixth. Larry Jackson pitching for Philadelphia. Juan Marichal going for his 13th pitching for the Giants. One and two. Pato Steen now has the sign. Ed Giles at first. The pitch to Tommy Davis is fouled back out of play. So once again, Tommy spoils the pitch and the count remains at one ball and two strikes. Tommy with 14 home runs and 50 runs batted in. He leads the club in both of those departments. He has a total of 110 base hits. That also leads the club. Got an outside chance for 200. Now again at 1-2, and the pitch has popped up back of second base. Going into shallow center field is Dick Schofield. Dick is making the call, and he makes the catch. Ed Charles back to first base. The Dodgers now have their second out here in the top of the sixth, and the Mets have Ron Svoboda coming up. Ron was called out his first time up on strikes. He walked his second time. His 0 for 1 tonight, putting his average at 260. Len Gabrielson in left field is about as deep as you can get. Wes Parker in center field, also a very deep center field. Al Ferrara in right is deep. First pitch a curve that breaks down too low. It's ball one. Dodgers lead 1-0. They got a run in the first on a triple by Wes Parker, and he scored all the way around when the ball was thrown away. And a throw to first base, but not in time. 
didn't have much on it. That was not as good one. Charles has not had a big lead. He represents the time run. Two men away, bottom half of the six. Make it the top half of the six. Curveball back and again long. Counted two balls, no strikes. Crowd here tonight, a very quiet crowd. Don't see a lot of demonstration in the stands here in Los Angeles. They sit back. 2-0 pitch is in for a call strike. Counted two balls and one strike. You might describe the audience as sort of a sophisticated type audience. Next pitch is hit in the air to right field. Al Pilar coming in. He has time to get to it. A high fly ball. He makes the catch. That retires the side. No runs, no hits, no errors. A walk, a man left on first. And the score at the end of five and a half. The Dodgers won the Mets nothing. Mets fans, imagine if you can the glorious Mets in person at Shea Stadium. Try to visualize the excitement of big league baseball. The triumphant Mets face-to-face -face with the Chicago Cubs. All yours absolutely free. See Tommy Davis, Yogi Berra, Wes Westrom, and the whole team. Win a pair of tickets to the Mets game coming up Saturday, August the 12th. Just send a card to Glorious Mets, WGY Schenectady. You may win two free tickets to the Cubs-Mets game on Saturday, August the 12th. Our most recent Mets ticket winner was Raymond P. Stack of Scotia. Now make it easy on yourself when you tune in all the evening and weekend Mets games here on WGY. Get a handy-dandy WGY program schedule that gives you the times, dates, and places of Mets baseball on WGY. For a WGY Mets schedule, write Mets schedule, WGY Schenectady. Bottom half of the sixth on Cardwell taking his warm-up pitches as the Mets come to bat and go out in a style which saw them score no runs on no hits in the top half of the sixth. First man up for the Dodgers will be their second baseman, Jim Lefebvre. He'll be followed by Al Ferrara and then John Roseborough. Dodgers leading with a 1-0 score, both sides with five base hits. Lefevre has a base hit in two times up. He was called out on strikes in the third. But runners at first and second. Jim batting 281, a left-hand batter against the right-hander, Don Cardwell. And the first pitch to Lefevre is rounded through the middle into center field for a base hit. In goes to first base and holds there as Leon Jones gets the ball back in. So as they did in the fifth inning, the leadoff batter hitting the first pitch, and that brings up the right fielder, Al Ferrara. Al has a single and one official time up. His other time up, he was hit by a pitch ball. Cardwell has given up six hits. He has walked three, and he has hit two. Don Charles starting to warm up in the bullpen for the Mets. Ferrara, a right-hand batter, he squares around and takes its ball one. 
Ed Charles not charging too quickly with a big, strong right-hand batter up. He was not too sure he'd be bunting in this position. The Dodgers in front, one nothing. Ferrara is batting 273 with nine home runs and 26 runs batted in. Had a home run in last night's game with a man on base. Now Cardwell back again, and Ferrara squares around again, but takes inside. So it's a two-ball, no strike count. Eddie Cranepool at first base with the batter being right-handed has been charging much faster than Ed Charles. That's one of the assignments you don't like in baseball is when you have a fellow like, say, a Willie Mays or a Hank Aaron, and you think he might be butting and you have to come in. Cardwell back at 2-0, and the pitcher's taken low, and it's ball three, and now Cardwell in trouble. A runner at first base, no one out here in the bottom half of the sixth, and the count at three balls and no strikes. On deck batter is John Roseboro. Don has been a very unlucky pitcher for the Mets this year. He has a three and seven record, which is not a good indication of the work that he has done. He has pitched better than the record, but has not had any luck. Right here, a one-nothing game. The 3-0 delivery is taken in for a call strike. Ferrara gave a good decoy on the pitch. He looked like he might be hitting away. Standing up there in good, strong hitting position. Now he steps out of the box, checks with the third base coach, Preston Gomez, and then turns back to the plate and steps in the batter's box. A favor at first base is not too fast. No one out. See whether or not he'll be going on the 3-1 pitch. He is not going, and the pitch is taken inside. It's ball four. So Lefebvre is pushed on down to second base on the walk to Al Ferrara. That's the fourth walk in the game given up by Cardwell, and it brings Wes Westrom out of the dugout. Wes has Don Shaw warming up in the bullpen, a left-hander, and the left-hand batter, John Roseboro, is coming up. Wes Westrom. Walking out to the mound with his hand in his back pocket, right hand. Sort of a la Casey Stengel style. Casey is down in the audience. He makes his home over the top of the mountains here, Glendale, California. Now the sign is out, and that is all for Don Cardwell. Coming in the ballgame is Don Shaw. Cardwell getting credit for five innings of work. He has been charged with one run while giving up a total of six base hits. He struck out two and walked four. And the bat matter that Don Shaw will be facing will be Johnny Roseboro. Don Shaw will be making his 33rd appearance while we wait for him to walk in from the bullpen down the right field area. Let's check out the scores with Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph, in the National League, the league-leading Cardinals defeated the Atlanta Braves today by a score of 9-1 to one as Dick Hughes got his ninth win of the season and then the Lamaster took the loss. In Atlanta, they drew 41,255 for the ballgame. Orlando Cepeda had two homers for the Cardinals, his 16th and 17th of the season. And the Chicago Cubs defeated the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 6-2 as Ferguson Jenkins took the win and Jim Maloney was the loser. Tony Perez hit his 19th homer of the season in the 8th inning with nobody on for the Cincinnati Reds. The Houston Astros defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates by a score of 9-3 as Dave Dusty got the win and Tommy Sish took the loss. And tonight in San Francisco, going to the bottom half of the sixth inning, it is now the Giants three and the Philadelphia Phillies two. Larry Jackson against Juan Marichal. 
Willie McCovey hit his 17th home run, the first with nobody on. Bob Enbridge homered in the fourth with nobody on. And Richie Allen hit his 16th homer of the season, the sixth with nobody on for the Phils. 3-2 Giants going to the bottom of the sixth. The American League, all-night action. The Kansas City A's were scheduled against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. That one was postponed because of rain. In 12 innings, the Cleveland Indians defeated the Baltimore Orioles by a score of 1-0. to nothing. Steve Hargan got the win. He went all the way. And Mo Drabowski took the loss. It was Drabowski's first loss as he had gone 6-0. and And uh, last year he was 6-0 and for the season. So that now he is 6-1 and for this year. It's his first loss in two years. Tony Horton hit his fourth home in the 12th with nobody on. Now there was an erroneous Western Union report earlier in the evening that Hargan had thrown a one-hitter. It was later corrected to an eighth-hitter. Cleveland winning it one to nothing. The Minnesota Twins defeated the Boston Red Sox by a score of 9-2 to two, as Dean Chance posted his 12th win of the year and Jim Lonborg took the loss. Lonborg's now 14-4. and four. Armin Killebrew hit his 30th homer of the season in the first inning with nobody on and they had 33,075 paid at Fenway. The Washington Senators defeated the California Angels 8-2. to two. Phil Ortega getting the win and Jack Hamilton taking the loss. Pete Semino relieved in the seventh and Jim Coates also came in in the seventh inning. And the Detroit Tigers knocked off the league-leading Chicago White Sox by a score of 7-4. to four. Earl Wilson got the win and Gary Peters took the loss. Norm Cash had a homer for Detroit. J.C. Martin and Walt Williams had home runs in the ball game as well. Right here at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, the Dodgers are leading the Mets one to nothing. We're ready to play, and again, here's Ralph. Don Shaw, the pitcher, he has a record of two and four, his 33rd appearance for the Mets, all in relief. And the Mets are looking for a possible sacrifice. Shaw comes to the plate, Roseboro squares around and does not bunt in the ball, and we might have an argument on this. He looked like he bunted at it. West Western steps up on the playing field area. He can't come out to argue on strikes or he'll be ejected from the ballgame. So he stops there and now he goes on back. Got his bat back and the umpire at Sudol said no bunt. So it's ball one. Don Shaw on the mound. He traveled about 6,000 miles plus 370 feet to get here. Now the pitch and it is bunted foul. So the cat now one and one. Don left the Mets in San Francisco went to New York for one day of duty and then came back here to Los Angeles which would account for about 6,000 miles of it and of course the bullpen's about 370 feet away. It's been a long trip. I don't know how he can do that because you really get fouled up on your sleeping time and eating time, changing time with a three-hour time difference. Now the 1-1 pitch in Roseboro tries to bunt again, fouls it down in the dirt and the cat now at one and two. I can tell you exactly how he can do it, Ralph. He's young. <laughs> it do make a difference. It takes me, Lindsay, about three days to really to get into the right sleeping sequence. I know that you get out here like we arrived late, and you get out here, and I wake up on, say, 9 o'clock New York time, which is 6 o'clock L.A. time for about three days, and finally I get back out of that habit. It presents something of a problem. One ball, two strikes. Runners at first and second. No one out. A one-nothing game. The Dodgers lead. And the pitcher Roseboro pulls foul. Ball hit sharply by Jim Gilliam, the first base coach, and on by the ball boy down the right field line. Well, one year Woody Hayes brought the Ohio State football team out here and decided to keep them on Columbus time the whole time they were here. And it was pretty odd. You'd see them in the lobby at 4 a.m. That was 7 a.m. in Columbus. And for three days he kept them on Columbus time, and then they got fouled up because on Saturday they played 
on Los Angeles time. And got beat. And got beat. That's right. Now the one-two pitch again, and it's fouled off on the left side, going over Zed Charles. He might have a chance for it. He reaches over, but he can't make it. Ball hitting on top of the dugout, and Ed couldn't get to it. So they count again at one ball and two strikes. Sacrificed his first time up. Actually, was trying to beat the ball up. Move runners down to second and third. And his last time up, he singled the center field. One for one. And once again, Shaw back to the plate. The one-two pitch swung on and missed strike three. And on the pitch, Roseboro fooled so badly that he had to let go of the bat and sailed over toward the Met dugout. So with the curveball, Don Shaw strikes out John Roseboro. Gets his first man, and that brings up Bob Bailey. Bailey has walked us two times up. That keeps his average at 203. Infield sets up a double play depth. Dodgers in front, one nothing, with runners at first and second. And the left-hander, Don Shaw, comes to the plate. And the pitch is swung on and foul tipped into the glove of Greg Goosen. Strike one. One strike yet. The attendance here tonight, 31,101. Dodgers have drawn over a million people this year. They expect to draw about a million eight. Now the next pitch down low. One ball, one strike. The 31,101 puts the Dodgers on over the 1,075,000 mark. Dodgers have drawn quite a few less people this year than last. Now a check and a swing, but it's over the inside corner, and that puts the count at one and two. Last year, at this time, they had drawn 1,396,793. But the Dodgers are about 200,000 behind last year. They expect to be. Losing Sandy Koufax is a pretty good-sized blow right there, and of course they haven't been in the pennant race. On a projection, the Mets will draw somewhere around a million eight. Now the one-two pitch, it's in the dirt and picked up by Greg Goosen. The runners hold at first and second. The count at two balls and two strikes. Tonight's attendance aided by the fact that they had a sports writer's Hollywood celebrity game prior to the game here. Two and two, and Don Shaw pitching to Bob Bailey, and now the pitch. It is grounded slowly out towards third. A one-hopper for Ed Charles. He makes a good play throwing to second base. The relay on the first base is not in time. Line pivot by Phil Lenz as the first base runner. Al Farrar came barreling in there and arrived just about the time the ball did. Phil got it off, but the ball being hit 
slowly down the third, get the Mets from picking up a double play. That's made 81 double plays this year. Now with two men out, the batter will be Claude Osteen. Claude has hit into two double plays. Last base that he had won him a ball game. Game in the ninth inning. Dodgers won, the Mets nothing. Runners at first and third. Rainpool is playing behind Bailey at first base, looking for some defensive room. Curve ball by Don Shaw, breaking too far outside. Ball one. Don Shaw lives in La Mesa, California, which is about 120 miles south of Los Angeles. He was born in this area. Pitch back again the curve, this time a wild swing, and it's one and one. They have another umpire quiz up on the board here. They get some pretty good head scratches on that notice board. We'll get to it if we can as soon as we get in the right situation. Little pop-up in foul territory. Can't for Greg Goosen or Ed Charles. It's going to be Ed Charles, and he makes the catch. And that retires the side, and Don Shaw bails out Don Cardwell, picking up his first three men. No runs, one hit, no errors, a walk, and two men left on, and the score, at the end of six, the Dodgers won the Mets nothing. This year, plan a trip to one of the most exciting countries in the world. If you haven't traveled there within the last few years, you'll find it's amazingly changed. There's a new and exciting spirit you can almost feel. It's a dynamic feeling. You can see it in burgeoning industry. You can see it in a progressive people. You can sense the optimism and the growth and the hope. It's a nation filled with incredible natural beauty too. Immense, majestic mountain ranges. Vast deserts where time seems to have lost its way. Tranquil lakes and broad, sweeping rivers. It's a country that seems to have performed a miracle. It takes pride in its past and looks confidently to its future. For the traveler, a visit can be an exciting, rewarding experience. This year, discover America. Going now to the top of the seventh. A one nothing ball game in favor of the Dodgers and the Mets coming up and Greg Goose in the first batter. Here's that quiz. A batter is at the plate. He swings at the pitch and hits the ball but breaks his bat. A piece of the bat hits the ball as it goes out toward the outfield where it drops safely. The question is, what is the answer? Is it a base hit or not? We'll give you the answer in just a moment. The first pitch to Greg Goose and is fouled back at strike one. Greg hit a towering fly ball his last time up that was caught in deep center field. He just got under it or he would have had a home run. He is 0 for 2. He struck out his first time up. The pitcher caught Osteen for the Dodgers working on a five-hit shutout. Now a ground ball bounced out toward third. Bob Bailey cuts in front of the shortstop, comes up throwing and gets Greg Goosen at first base for the first out here in the seventh. Now the batter coming up is Ed Cranepool. Ed is 0 for 2. He has grounded out to the first baseman the two times he has been up. His average dropping now to 286. Well, the answer to that quiz of a broken bat hitting a ball and 
touching it as it goes on out and becomes a base hit, or at least you think it becomes a base hit, is this. He not only does not get a base hit, even though the fielders didn't even touch the ball, he is out. A time at bat. So if you break a bat and it hits the ball, the batter is out. Never saw that one before. Now a check in the swing and it's foul tip. Strike one. Rainbow trying to hold up, almost fell down and trying to get out of the way, but the bat caught a piece of the ball. Dennis Bennett is now throwing in the bullpen along with Dick Summer. Dennis is scheduled to be a starting pitcher on Sunday. Possible starting pitcher. Curveball back and it's over. Strike two. Bob Osteen working on a five hitter has struck out. Two batters he has walked two. One run in this game coming in the first on a triple by Wes Parker and he came on around all the way around when the ball was thrown away. Now a wild swing in the midst of the curveball. Strike three. And the third strikeout to go on Pato Steen's record. One man out on the ground ball the third, and now the strikeout, and coming to the plate is Bill Lins with two men away. Bill has a base hit and two times up. And the first pitch is in for a call strike. Bill batting at 2-12. One strike delivery, bounced out toward short and charging quickly but not getting the ball is Dick Schofield. He had to charge the high chopper and as he reached down for the ball, it never came up. It went under his glove. He was going to try and short hop it and it went on through into the outfield. It's being scored a base hit. It would have been an awfully tough play and if he had made it, it would have been a great play. He couldn't stay back to get the other hop as Bill Lenz would have beat out the ball. So the Mets have the time run at first base. The pitcher is due up, and Bob Johnson is going to bat for him. Don Shaw going out of the ball game for a pinch hitter. Worked one, two, three in relief of Don Cardwell with runners at first and second. For the Mets, Manny, for Shaw, number six, Bob Johnson. Johnson filled in a shortstop in last night's ball game and drove in two big runs. Bud Harrelson was doing some reserve duty and couldn't make the game. Johnson, a right-hand batter, and he brings an average of 349 to the plate. He's been a bat 83 times. As a pinch hitter, he has eight hits and 20 times up, a 400 batting average. And he takes over the outside corner, a call strike. Time run at first, two men out, top of the seventh. Bob Osteen has given up six base hits now. Pitch back, line to short, right at Dick Schofield for it out. Ball was well hit. But unfortunately for Bob Johnson, right at him, and that retires the side. No runs, one hit. No errors, and one man left at first, and the score at the end of six and a half innings, the Dodgers won the Mets nothing. When you buy a new car, it's the dealer that makes the difference. That's why it's time for you to head for Armory Garage, Central at Colvin in Albany, where there's a Plymouth or Chrysler to fit every pocketbook. You know that you can buy the same car from any Plymouth dealer, and you'll get the same warranty. The difference lies in the deals. 
Armory Garage is the area's volume Plymouth dealer. Volume sales allow Armory Garage to offer you that new car for less so you can afford the model and size you want. When it comes to warranties, the five-year, 50,000-mile Chrysler Products warranty can't be beat, especially when it's backed up by the Armory Garage Service Department. For best selection, best price, and best trade, see Armory Garage. Remember, you can buy, sign, and pay at Armory Garage, home of 101 time payment plans. Head for Armory Garage, Central at Colvin, in Albany. Pitcher in the game here for the Mets is going to be Dennis Bennett. He was originally scheduled to be a pitcher on Sunday as a starting pitcher, but he is coming back in here in relief. So it's going to be a left-hander, which will turn Dick Schofield around, who will be his first batter. While we wait for him to warm up, take the opportunity to break the station. He paused for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. sound in radio. This is WGY 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Well, the St. Louis Cardinals held on to their lead in the National League by winning by a score of 9-1 to one today. Cubs also won, so they did not lose any ground. They won by a score of 6-2. to two. We'll have all the scores for you in the details at the end of this half inning. Right now, the Mets are trading by a 1-0 score. And the first three batters against Dennis Bennett will be Dick Schofield, Wes Parker, and Len Gabrielson. Dodgers got their one run with one out in the first inning, a triple by Wes Parker down the left field line. And he came on in when the ball was thrown away as Tommy Davis tried to hurry his throw, thinking there might be a chance that Parker could go all the way for an inside-the-park home run. That has been the scoring, both sides with six hits. Dick Schofield, the batter, batting right-handed. He has no hits and three times up, and the first pitch by Bennett is swung on at strike one. Dennis making his seventh appearance, and this is his second relief appearance. His first was against the St. Louis Cardinals. He has a record of one and one. Came over here from the Red Sox. He had won four and lost three there. One strike delivery, a breaking ball at inside. Count evens at one and one. And the next delivery is swung on and fouled away. Fastball. Count goes up to one and two. Dennis Bennett started his major league career with the Philadelphia Phillies, went to the Red Sox in a trade that saw Dick Stewart go from the Red Sox to the Phillies. And the Mets picked him up on a cash deal earlier this season. And the one-two pitch. It is just inside a fastball. Two balls, two strikes. 
Bennett has had arm trouble. He also has had a broken leg in his major league career. He has been throwing hard as a Met pitcher. Now a curve back is swung on and fouled. Ball bouncing down and the count two and two again. Schofield batting at 220. He has one home run and 13 runs batted in. Dick has averaged one home run a year in his 15-year career. Total of 15 lifetime home runs. 2-2 pitch hit hard through the middle of base hit. Joe Schofield on with a base hit as Leon Jones stops him at first. And with no one out, the Dodgers get something going. And the batter coming up is Wes Parker. West has one base hit and two official times up. He also has been hit by a pitch ball. 3-2 batting from the right-hand side for the first time. His triple was his fifth this year, and he's batting at 2.31. Ed Charles is partially looking for a bunt. Now he comes in a little further, and the pitch is outside as Parker squares around. One-nothing ball game, the Dodgers lead. Bottom half of the seventh, no one out. Schofield, short lead at first base. And the pitch as Parker bunts out toward the plate is picked up by Dennis Bennett, the fellow who threw it. They throw to first base in time to fill in for the out there, but a sacrifice as Schofield moves on down to second. That brings up the left fielder, Len Gabrielson. Gabrielson has a base hit and three times up. Single to right field in the third. He grounded out to short his first time up and was called out on strikes his third time up. Batting at 2.45. Mets have had trouble with this fellow. Now time is called and Greg Goosen is called out toward the mound. Then it's Bennett coming off the mound to meet him halfway. They have a very brief conversation. They both go back to their respective positions and Goosen goes down to give out the sign. And Bennett in the set position. The pitch is a curveball hit back to the middle. A chance for Bud Harrison. He comes up with the ball, throws the first base in time as Schofield goes to third. Ball was hit not too hard, right back to the middle. Bennett looked like he might have got a piece of meat on the ball as it sort of glanced off the mound. Not too sure. And Bud Harrison came in to make the play close to the bag, and a throw the first base was in time for the second out. That'll bring up Ron Fairley with a runner at third base. And once again, Greg Goosen goes out to the pitching mound. Now Greg coming back. Fairly a left-hand batter, has no hits and two times up. Average at 240. Dodgers won, the Mets nothing, two men out, bottom half of the seventh. And Dennis Bennett with the first pitch to Faraday. Almost thrown away. Goosen comes out to his left side to make a catch right off his shoe top. Ball one. Goosen walks out in front of home plate to return the ball. Schofield edges up at third, but doesn't go anywhere. Schofield with a base hit, a sacrifice, and the ground ball to short. On the third base. And Bennett, left-hand batter, has no hits and two times up. Average at 240. 
Dodgers won. The Mets nothing. Two men out. Bottom half of the seventh. And Dennis Bennett with the first pitch to Farrell. He'd almost brought away. Goosen comes out to his left side to make a catch right off his shoe top. Ball one. Goosen walks out in front of home plate to return the ball. Schofield edges up at third, but doesn't go anywhere. Schofield with the base hit, a sacrifice, and the ground ball to short on the third base. And Bennett now with the pitch back to Fairley, and it's popped up. The shortstop, but Harrelson and Ed Charles a chance. Ed Charles makes the call and the catch, and that retires the side. No runs, one hit. No errors, a man left at third, and the score at the end of seven. The Dodgers won the Mets nothing. Now we'll take a look at the scoreboard. St. Louis Cardinals won nine to one. The winning pitcher was Dick Hughes. It was his eighth win. He has lost three. The losing pitcher was LeMaster. Attendance, 41,255 at Atlanta. And Cepeda had two home runs, his 16th and 17th. Cubs kept pace as they won 6-2. The winning pitcher was Ferguson Jenkins. He went all the way. Jim Maloney was the losing pitcher. And Perez had his 19th home run in the eighth inning with no one on. Houston beat Pittsburgh 9-3. The winning pitcher was Dave Jesse. The losing pitcher, Tommy Sitt. At the end of six and one-half innings, San Francisco Giants in front by a score of 4-2. Grant Jackson has relieved Larry Jackson for the Philadelphia Phillies. Juan Marichal started the game for the Giants. He's still in. McCovey got his 17th. Etheridge got his first. And Allen got his 16th in that game. In the American League, all night games, Kansas City was scheduled to play against the Yankees. It was rained out. Baltimore playing at Cleveland. And that game going 12 innings. A 1-0 victory for the Cleveland Indians. The winning pitcher was Hagen. The losing pitcher was Drabowski. His first loss after 12 consecutive wins. Tony Horton got a home run in the 12th to win at his fourth. Minnesota defeated Boston 9-2. The winning pitcher was Dean Chance. Killebrew got his 30th. And Washington beat the Angels 8-2. The winning pitcher Ortega. The losing pitcher was Jack Hamilton. Detroit beat Chicago 7-4. The winning pitcher Wilson. The losing pitcher Peters. Cash J.C. Martin and Walt Williams had home runs. Now we go to the top of the eighth, and once again, here's Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, and Bud Harrelson pops the first delivery in the air outside first. Ron Fairley is under it, and he makes the catch one down. So Bud is 0 for 4 tonight. He went after the first delivery by Osteen. Los Angeles, one run, seven hits, no errors. The New York Mets, no run, six hits, and one error. Now, Cleon Jones coming up. Cleon has two of the six hits collected by New York. Cleon single to center in the first. Reached on a bloop single to center field in the fourth inning and tapped back to the mound his last time up. Now, Osteen out of his windup. The pitch inside and low. It's ball one. On the last homestand, the Mets had a senior citizen's day, and it certainly proved to be popular. It will be repeated on the next homestand. It'll be on August 9th with the Mets playing the Atlanta Braves. Here's the pitch on the way, a strike on the inside corner, one ball, one strike. On August 9th, those 60 years of age and older, the young at heart, will be admitted for the 50-cent service charge as the Mets play the Atlanta Braves on August 9th. Senior Citizen's Day. Walter Alston has Ryan Paranowski and Phil Regan getting ready now. We've gone to the eighth inning. The Dodgers lead 1-0. The 1-1 pitch. 
And Cleon lays off and takes the pitch low. Two balls and one strike. Ed Charles, the on-deck batter, and then Tommy Davis. Osteen, 11 and 10 on the year. Winds and delivers. A bouncer off the plate hit towards short. Schofield grabs it on the charge. Throws to first. Out on a close one. Oh, what a close play at first base. And Cleon, who has great running speed, looked back at umpire Lee Wires to say, I thought I had it beat. Fans, the Rheingold Chug-A-Mug is a wide-mouthed glass mug that holds 12 ounces of beer. You know it even feels right when you pick it up? We're selling them in handy cartons of six, and they're about the handiest thirst quenchers in town. You'll find Chug-A-Mug on special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. Swing and a miss by Ed Charles, strike one. Ed Charles, one for two. He also has reached on a walk. Ed batting 273. Now the veteran left-hander, Claude Osteen, delivers. And a check swing foul ball back into the screen and the count is strike two. Two-strike delivery by Osteen. A fastball. Charles wouldn't be tempted. The count is one ball and two strikes. The Mets and the Dodgers tomorrow afternoon, final game of the series, Bob Henley will be pitching against Bill Singer. After the game, the Mets fly to Houston. Pitching one and two. And it's over. Strike three call. Good pitch on the inside corner by Claude Osteen. Charles objecting to the call. And for Osteen, his fourth strikeout. In the eighth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of seven and a half innings, the Los Angeles Dodgers won, and the New York Mets, nothing. And now for Ryan Gold, here's Ralph. You know, when you're a tugboat captain in New York Harbor, you really got to be good. You can't fool around with an ocean liner that costs $75 million. He's about 12 decks high, 1,000 feet long, and weighs 52,000 tons. So you better know what you're doing. You've got to ease her out of the pier and get her going. If her bow doesn't face Europe, she'll be headed for Albany, and how'd you like to explain that one? The wind's hot on her. Keep slipping back. You've got to do more than just try. If you don't have it, one of the biggest moving things in the world will have had it. And maybe part of 46th Street, too. But no sweat. You're a top tugboat captain in the greatest city on Earth. You make it. Same thing with beer. 302 brands of beer are trying to make it New York today. The only one that's made it to the top is the rich dry lager, Rheingold. Rheingold. In this town, either you have it or you don't. Last of the eighth inning here at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers with a 1-0 lead. The only run of the game crossed the plate in the first inning when Wes Parker tripled the left field and came on in to score when the throw, the hurried throw by Tommy Davis, he was throwing against Parker's great speed, went wide of third and into the dugout. And that's been the only run of the game. Now Jim LeFevre is hitting right-handed against Dennis Bennett. 
The pitch by Dennis off the outside corner. Ball one. Lefevre has two for three tonight. Jim Lefevre batting 281. Al Ferrara will be hitting next and then Johnny Roseboro. And a change-up curve for a strike. One ball, one strike. Dennis started the game last night, worked two and a third, gave up two runs, allowed six hits. He was not the pitcher of record. Game one by the Dodgers, seven to six and 11. And another curveball of the thin for a call strike to Jim Lefebvre. One ball, two strikes. In the ninth inning, the Nets will have Tommy Davis, Ron Swoboda, and Greg Goosen coming up against Claude Steen. Pitching one and two. Bounced foul off the plate, right straight back, and the count stays. One ball, two strikes. Let's have the infield around toward left against Lefebvre. Now the tall left-hander, Dennis Bennett, winds and pitches, swing and a miss. He struck him out, and he got him with a wicked breaking ball right in on his fist. For Dennis's initial strikeout, and it brings up the right fielder, Al Ferrara. Al has been hit by a pitch, reached on an infield hit, and reached on a walk. So he's been up three times and on base three times. He has been very tough on left-hand pitching, and he's up against a left-hander now in Dennis Bennett. Here's the pitch on the way. Breaking ball in the dirt out in front of home plate, ball one. Al Ferrara standing feet close together. Slightly overly close stance and the pitch a strike on the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Al Ferrara hit a two-run homer. Off Dennis Bennett, the starting pitcher in last night's game. A 1-1 pitch by Dennis. A swing and a miss. Good fastball sinking into the knees. One ball, two strikes. Last week at Shea Stadium when Bob Henley went all the way beating the Dodgers. Ferrara was the only batter in the Dodger lineup because him much concern. He had a home run and a double. Now the count, one ball and two strikes. One out, nobody on. Last of the eighth inning, one nothing, Los Angeles. Johnny Roseboro will be hitting next. And it's inside of the knees. The count is two and two. The last of the seventh inning at Candlestick Park, the Giants came up with three runs. The Giants now lead the Phillies seven to two going to the eighth inning. Juan Marichal going for his 13th. Philadelphia has used Larry Jackson, Grant Jackson, and now Dick Hall. A changeup, a foul ball, hit back toward the crowd. No play. Top two teams in the National League both winning. The Cardinals beating Atlanta and the Cubs beating Cincinnati. Pitching two and two. Under the knee is it's ball three, three and two. 
For the National League this year, it appears to be a vintage year for rookie pitchers. The Cardinals' rookie right-hander, Dick Hughes, although he bounced around in the minor leagues for almost a decade, nonetheless is a rookie, and today, or tonight, I should say, won his ninth game against three losses. The Reds have a prize rookie in Gary Nolan. Hit hard, but fouled on the third baseline. The Mets have an outstanding rookie pitcher in Tom Seaver. The Houston Astros have a prize rookie right-hander in Don Wilson, already the author of a no-hit game. Chicago has a young left-hander named Rich Nye, who's having an outstanding year. There's five top rookie pitchers. A long fly ball hit deep to left by Al Ferrara. Back goes Davis to the wall. He jumps. It's down a home run. second in two nights of Dennis Bennett. He's hitting about 360 against left-hand pitchers. He has been tearing up southpaw pitchers. He hit that one over the 380 mark and into the bleachers in left center. And the Dodgers lead 2-0 in the last of the eighth inning. Now Roseboro is up against Bennett. He tries to drag a bun and foul hits the ball, strike one. Al Ferrara hitting his 10th homer of the year, getting his 27th run batted in. He's hitting 273 on the year and about 360 against left-handers. One out, nobody on. Roseboro facing Bennett. Here's the pitch by Dennis. A strike on the outside corner. And now Bennett has a two-strike advantage on Johnny Roseboro. Roseboro has sacrificed, singled to center, and been struck out one for two. Veteran backstop hitting at 277. He's a left-hand hitter. Two strike pitch. It's over. Strength three call. Two men away now in the Dodger eighth inning, and the batter coming up, the number eight hitter and third baseman, Bob Bailey. Bailey has walked twice and reached on a force play. Nothing for one. Batting 202. Dodgers getting an insurance run in the last of the eighth on a towering homer hit by Ferrara. And the pitch outside to Bob Bailey, ball one. Al Ferrara has hit three of his ten homers against the Mets, all three against southpaw pitching. Slow grounder charged by Harrelson. He's up with it. Throws out at first on a beautiful play by Bud Harrelson. He came running in at full speed, swiped the ball with his glove, flipped it to his throwing hand, and made the play. In the last of the eighth inning, one run, one hit, a home run by Al Ferrara. No errors and none left on. Now at the end of eight, the Dodgers two and the New York Mets nothing. Dear Ralph, I am writing to tell you that I have reached a decision. Dear Mom, our platoon was on bivouac last week, so this is my first chance to write... Dear Eddie, thanks for inviting me to your party. I had a very good time and I... The letters we write are so important to us, 
and to the people who are waiting for them. So when you write, take the extra three seconds required to add zip code to the mailing address. Zip code helps improve mail service, helps our postal workers to sort mail faster, and deliver it by more direct routes. That's why zip belongs on every mailing address, and on your return address, too, so others can easily zip their mail to you. Help improve mail service by using zip code. It will bring you a little bit closer, to a little bit closer, to a little bit closer, to everyone you know, everyone you know, everyone you know. Stunning, the Mets trailing the Dodgers two to nothing. New York will have Tommy Davis, Ron Swoboda, and Greg Goosen hitting against Claude Osteen. One change defensively made by Walter Alston. Ex-Met Jim Hickman has gone to right field, replacing Al Ferrara, as the Dodgers prepare to play defense and try and protect their two-run lead. Tommy Davis hitless in three trips tonight. Tommy has flied to left. Hit the ball hard into a double play in the fourth inning and popped to short. Tommy Davis batting at 306. And the pitch by Osteen. A ground ball with a high hop to deep short taken by Schofield. The long throw, he won't get him. A base hit. And Tommy Davis is on with a ball that was run down on the rim of the outfield grass deep in the hole by Schofield. He couldn't throw Tommy out, and it's a base hit. Ron Karanowski and Phil Regan get the call in the Dodger bullpen for the second time. Ron Swoboda will be the hitter against Claude Osteen. Ron has taken a call third strike. Reached on a walk and flied to right, nothing for two. Ron hitting 259, he has seven homers and 24 ribbies. That was the seventh base hit. Now the pitch on the way, outside the highest, ball one. So the Mets have their fingers crossed here, hoping that Ryan Swoboda can make the good contact and get them even. Dodgers have their outfield deep and around the left. Now the pitch. He takes a look, and it's a strike on the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Osteen trying to win his 12th. If he hurls a shutout, it will be his third of the season. Number 12 has been elusive. He last won on June 30th. Pitched her on a fastball, letter high, strike two. One ball and two strikes. Greg Goosen is the on-deck batter, and then Dennis Bennett is scheduled up. Claude Osteen has gone all the way. The Mets have used three pitchers. Don Cardwell, Don Shaw, and Dennis Bennett. Pitching one and two. Under the knees, and the count is two and two. Only once tonight have the Mets had as many as two hits in one inning. That was in the fourth. And Osteen got Tommy Davis to hit the ball hard into a double play to nip the threat. Pitching two and two. He held up in time and it broke low inside ball three. Ron started after that one. But he stopped the swing just in time and it's three and two. Tommy Davis is on first. Nobody out. We're in the ninth inning. New York trailing 2 nothing. Ron Fairley playing a stride behind Tommy Davis. 
Lefebvre, the second baseman, is shaded toward the middle against Ryan Swoboda. Now Osteen into the stretch. Comes to the stop. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Number five for Claude Osteen, the 27-year-old southpaw. Now the Mets' hopes will be with Greg Goosen. Greg has struck out, fly deep to center, and bounced to third, nothing for three. Usually in this big stadium, it's almost wishful thinking when you're thinking about the home run. Rather, the long hits are more, more apt to come. Inside and low, it's ball one. Dodger Stadium is a pitcher's ballpark. Now Tommy Reynolds is coming out on deck. Tommy is going to bat for Dennis Bennett. Pitch by Osteen, way inside, almost a wild pitch. It's two balls and no strikes on Greg Goosen. So now Greg is going to check with Sally Parker to see if Wes is going to give him the green light on this 2-0 delivery. Greg, solidly built right-hand batter, and he has good power. When he makes good contact, he can hit a ball out of any park. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's a smash hit towards short. Schofield up with it, flips the second one. On the first, in time for the double play. The ball over, and the Badgers win it. Houston hitting into a double play, and that ball was kind of funny. It had a lot of spin on it. Hit down toward the end of the back. Not too hard, and Schofield fielded the ball behind second, flipped to the fever, and on to first. No runs, one hit.